2: Fans and welcome to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast. Glad to be with you here for episode number seventy nine. Here on the last day of April, April thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. How you doing there, Michael? Howdy doody and uh, seventy nine. Just in honor. 79! (laughs) Folks, thanks so much for being with us here as we take another romp through the world of retro wrestling. We have some great topics in store for you as April soon becomes May, but before we get to May and before we get to anything else on the show I just want to remind you of a couple of things. You can reach us and follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast and you can also email us if you have anything important and long to say at OVP Podcast at gmail.com That is O- vppodcast at gmail.com but the number one place to connect with Quinn and myself and all the other zany OVP crew is the Facebook group, Quinn. Yes, the Facebook group over at Facebook.web.79. Oh, wow. Okay,
3: special. It's a special edition website for (laughs) the 79th episode. (laughs) 79! (laughs) And what goes on over at that uh, Facebook group there? Well, the wacky hijinks of the OVP crew and their minions, I guess. Yeah, Uh, the minions. Minions. Yeah, Charles
2: Messing is a real minion. Yes, our friends, really. They're not really minions. No, you guys are our friends. Yes. We love you guys. Um,
3: But yeah, it's a fun place where you can share the links, uh, Mm -hmm. share high-pitched voice. Of Andre with a big mouth. Thank you, Richard Land. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And all sorts of wacky stuff. It's super fun. Just go on the website, search. Our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast.
2: You can get it. Yep, and we let you right in. Yeah, it's free. You just hit the join button. Yeah, we've been saying we're the Statue of Liberty of retro wrestling groups. That's for sure. Come we, on, come on. We don't care. We don't care. If you know a little, you know a lot. Just come on in. You're welcome. We want you there. Uh, a few other things. If you really like the show, you can donate, and we will accept your donation. And that would be at patreoncom podcast Now, I want to make it clear that is not to support this show. The show is paid off. Yes. And there's no. We don't have any outstanding payments or anything. Uh, we're not in it for the money, but if you like us so much that you want to donate, we give something to you in return. We actually have three rewards tiers. A $1, a $2, and a $3 tier. Now, for $1, Quinn, they actually get to see the live video raw footage of us recording the show. Yeah, it's rolling right now. Can you hear the cameras? <laughs> <And> like the... <laughs> yeah, you, hear, you that? hear that noise? Yeah, oh, I, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> if you add a dollar to that, The $2 tier, that's like our Our economy tier. It's a very popular tier. That's a very popular tier, (laughs) Very accessible tier. You get two things on the $2 tier. Two for $2. That's right. Not only do you get the raw footage, but you also get every single Friday. Quinn and I sit down, and we watch a match from the WWE Network, and you sync up with us. We give you the time code, we count you down, you sync up, and we are basically your commentators for whatever match it might be. Yeah, instead of Bobby and Gorilla, you may have us. You have us, and that is every single Friday on the $2 tier. Now, you add one more dollar. That's right. That's $3 a month. You get the raw footage. You get the weekly commentaries. You also get a monthly, every single first of the month, live review as Quinn and I actually watch an episode usually of Championship or All-Star Wrestling from 1982. Right now, we're right at the breaking point, Quinn. Vince McMahon is about to buy the company From his dad. Yes, and actually, I want to put an update on this show. We found out
3: through watching the Andre the Giant um, biography documentary thing or whatever. HBO. They showed a piece of paper that gave us a definitive date of Vince McMahon when he purchased the company of June the 1st, 1982, which means May 15th was the last one we did. We're
2: 15 days away from Vincent K. McMahon owning the company. That's right. And tomorrow, actually, May 1st, will be one week closer because a new one drops tomorrow. So if you want to sign up, that's a little incentive. Yeah. You know, you can sign up and get it right there on your uh, Patreon feed there, so to speak. Get a link to it and you can watch it. So that's patreon.com slash Podcast if you want to donate. And we have a few friends of the show, Quinn. Big, big fans of a couple of shows around here. Yeah, we Uh, like them. We like them. There's the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. W-P-A-N. It is hosted by two guys who have worked, and one of them works, in the business. We have an independent referee who is currently on an extended hiatus, Mean Mike Crockett, and he is joined every week by ROH's own, the kingpin Brian Malonis, or what do you call him, Quinn? Uh, The Wine City Whale. That's right. He's the partner of the Beer City Bruiser. That's right. And uh, each and every week, they talk about all sorts of stuff. Sometimes they'll interview a wrestler. Sometimes they'll reminisce about when they worked in the business, some of their least favorite or favorite moments. Sometimes they'll just talk about retro wrestling in a similar fashion of the way we do. It's a great show. That's the wrestling podcast about nothing. Then we also have another one that has gotten Quinn through some tough drives out there. Yeah. <laughs> it is Greetings from Allentown, or G.F. Allentown, you might find it as. It's a one-man show, Quinn. It's very lonely. One is the loneliest number, as one, they say. It really is. It's hosted by PD Winson, our little brother. Little Petey, yes. And what he does is each week he will review an episode of WWF or WCW or maybe something else programming and give context around it in your pop culture world yeah it's very very good you can also find them on the pro wrestling only feed yeah that feed of place to be nation.com that is gf allentown greetings from allentown it's a great show big fan of it it's a veritable hodgepodge of <laughs> yes. veritable? show is it veritable? veritable 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 hodgepodge of wrestling over on Peter Winston's show yes. there yes Peter Winston's show yeah so that is our plugs those are our friends and we've announced our Patreon. so you can go there next week of course is our 80th episode there'll be a season finale i'm sure there'll be something interesting happening we'll have to find out i don't know i, don't I mean, know we knows? don't know it, it's such a mystery <laughs> it actually is yeah and uh we've been doing all season quinn the butterfly effect a very popular segment amongst our fans yeah from yeah. what i gather i can hear the butterfly flapping now <laughs> <laughs> and this one is a request from good old italian stallion himself filippo Festuccia.
0: Mamma mia that's uh, some species
2: cut spicy meatballs jack Yes. Yes, that's right. And former he, guest. Former guest, upcoming guest, too, yep. in a future episode. And he wanted us for the butterfly effect to talk about what would have happened if Vince McMahon would have actually had all of WCW's top stars for the invasion. That's right. I own WCW. Aha. Now, why would he need the top stars? Well, if you remember anything about the invasion <laughs> from the summer of 2001, it sucked. It sucked, yes. Yeah. That's putting it very kindly, Quinn. It sucked.
3: How
1: about it sucked?
2: Because they didn't have a lot of the big WCW names. They Now, granted, they had Booker T, big name. Yeah. And who else? Exactly. Uh, Buff Bagwell. (laughs) Buff
3: Bagwell. But he didn't even, he wasn't at the Invasion even. He was just dancing around on that episode (laughs) of Raw when he wrestled Booker T, I think, right? Yeah. And they had Chronic. Oh, great.
2: Wonderful. That's definitely the team we want. And the laughable thing about the way the Invasion pay-per-view went is that it turned out that a lot of WWF guys just wound up going to the WCW side. Just to fill it out because (laughs) they didn't have enough. Like, by, by midway through the angle, WCW's top star was Steve Austin.
3: Right. Listen, I'm not going to say that
2: Austin wasn't a star in WCW, but yeah, he wasn't, like, on. the leader of WCW ever. Right. So the top stars that Filippo there would be referring to, Quinn, would be guys like, oh, I don't know, Hulk Hogan? Yeah. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Or Sting? Yeah, them. Bill Goldberg? Yeah, I've heard of him before.
0: WCW championship on the line. Booker team a bit, right now against Bob Bagwell.
2: You, you know, I'm going to throw to you, Quinn. If you're doing the invasion, right, instead of having it be Buff Bagwell dancing around, (laughs) do you start it with maybe Hall and Nash invading? That would, okay, that's a good good start, because you know
3: what they should have done? If you say Hall and Nash, that immediately, like, rings a bell, they should have come through the crowd just like, you know who I am, like, do the whole, like, thing. But obviously, you wouldn't have a what's his head uh, rest, the the mauler, the mauler mauling his opponent. Probably wouldn't be mauling anyone. I don't know. Like maybe a sheep. There'd probably be like Al Snow is snowing his opponent or something. <laughs> he's snow blowing his opponent. Yeah, yes. something like that. And then you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, Chico. And he adds the Chico because now he's yeah. now he can be Razor Ramon again, yeah. right?
2: And because the thing is, is that even in two thousand one, it was public news that WWF purchased WCW. Yeah. So at that point, the fans are in on it, but they're excited because it's like, holy shit, Hall and Nash are here. Yeah. Everyone knew about it, right? But they just listen. Everyone wanted it to be
3: good. Nobody was like <laughs> rooting for this. Day. It's not right. like nowadays where everyone's like, oh, WWF's gonna fuck it up or whatever. Right. It's like they hadn't back then, fucked up yet, really. Back then it was like, oh, this is gonna be really good. Right. They just they're on fire right now. This yep. is gonna. Be, we just came off WrestleMania seventeen. It was awesome. awesome.
2: exactly you know yes so uh, you start with hall and ash coming in and maybe they don't do much at first for the first couple of weeks but they're a presence right yeah and then what if they do bring in hulk hogan it would be great if it it started like it was the nwo but then it really just turned out to be like wcw right exactly like it's just the first three guys at first right and they filter in and maybe they're attacking the WWF guys and Don't even have
3: them say NWO or no, anything. No, no. Just say they're like they're WCW. I don't want to even involve the enemy. No, no, no. We don't need that. We don't need a dose of poison or whatever Vince yeah. said later, that could be right? For
0: later.
2: <laughs> yeah, or never.
0: I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. As it's
2: down. But can you imagine, like, the Outsiders coming in, attacking Undertaker, like, with bats and shit like that? Yeah. Attacking Jericho, attacking Voldemort.
3: Now, if I was them, I wouldn't do it stupidly like WCW did it where when they got
2: outnumbered and they, like, somehow were beating up everyone. So that's why you bring in more WCW guys, right? You just filter them in. Yeah. Filter in Booker. To the point where you have, like, literally a 50-50 of WCW and WWF. Right, because that's the whole appeal was all of these mainstay WCW guys were finally going to be able to fight the WWF guys, but when they actually executed the angle, you know, in real practice, it was like, oh, I guess uh, Booker T is the big deal here, which I like Booker and everything, but, oh, Rhino from ECW is here. You know, it was like weird shit like that.
3: I mean, I think they should have done like a third man kind of thing like we were talking about where it is Hulk Hogan and then like the avalanche of talent comes in. That's good. All of a sudden it's like, Booker T showing up and Diamond Dallas Page, but not like a stalker and Sting
2: and shit. And what about if they do a tease where, and this is just a hypothetical, where Goldberg's going to come in and maybe no one's sure what he's going to do. And side is he on? Yeah, but he winds up siding with WCW and all of his former enemies in the NWO guys, you know? What
3: else, what do we do with ECW out of this too? Because now now you got them. Do you do like, instead of this alliance because they didn't have enough WCW guys, what if it was like a three-way battle can you
2: imagine the chaos? Yeah. We're just in the midst of, of the WWF-WCW thing for like a couple of months, let's say, right? Yeah. Let's say they're able to hold their load and they don't blow it all at once, right? And they just have WWF versus WCW for a little bit. Yeah. Then they inject DCW. Right. And actually what I would do is on Raw, yeah. I
3: would hype a match that would be very sought after like Hogan versus Austin. Okay. But the finish is a schmoz. With ECW showing up and crashing the party. That would be the best way to introduce it. And then you can do that match later on like, that pay-per-view. Would be
2: awesome because yeah. then ECW is immediately like assholes for crashing something that the fans have been looking forward to. Right. The two top guys. Hogan Austin, which never happened. Right. It never happened. But, you know... Who's to say what attitudes
3: would have been? I know that uh, no pun intended by the attitudes. I literally yeah. mean like, they're at Austin didn't want to fight Hulk because he might have to lose, or some right. shit. Mm-hmm. Or Hulk didn't want to fight him because he might have to lose. Yeah, whatever. Part of the
2: course for Hogan.
3: Yeah, but even Austin back then. that's yeah, part par of, the of the course, course for, for Hogan. Austin too. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> let's let's be fair to both sides. Absolutely. These are two guys
2: who refuse to lose. But so. remember,
3: no more prima donnas. Quit. Right, no more prima donnas. <laughs> that could have set off a chain of events that would have taken them. Like, um, launch them and honestly I think that after all the dust had settled mm-hmm. that would have properly been able to launch a WCW show on Thursdays
2: okay that's an interesting fork to take real quick here that it replaces Smackdown is what you're saying yeah and have freaking ECW replace Heat or something Hey, why not right yeah. USA Network was at Sundays by then yeah. were they on you no they were on Spike but same shit yeah same thing have ECW be a Sunday show but what's the long game there? At some point, they all got to unify again, right? Because it's WWE and you know Vince's ego. Well, see, that's the thing is um, after all these guys are done battling, my
3: dream was that, no, they wouldn't unify. They would just kind of settle for like, okay, point goes to whoever the hell won at this time. But, you know, we'll be separate right, on our own programs from now on. And maybe every WrestleMania, they'll come to fight each other or something.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Now I'm going to propose some potential effects on the WWF's longer term, because let's say this angle goes really well. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. what we're proposing here, it really does work, and it goes well beyond Survivor Series 01, which is when the real invasion, like, ended. Right. We don't need a brand split, because there's no brand, right? It's just WCW, WWF already split. they are. are split. They're not
3: brands. They're different federations. Right. Like, that would be... See, that's what it should be now! Like, that's what a, always bothers me when I see SmackDown Live and when they had ECW or 205 Live is its own stupid thing and Raw and all this shit, right? Yeah. They don't have names that indicate that they're actual, like, different wrestling organizations. No, they don't. But they act like they are. Yeah, I know. Which is why it doesn't make any sense. And, like,
2: they're in competition with each other. The
3: only one in the current product that acts like they're different is NXT. NXT, Like, NXT sounds like the name of, like, some organization yeah, like,
2: it's not wwe nxt it's yeah, nxt it has is, a little wwe logo in I the know center that. but it's like tiny it's very tiny that's the good wrestling right <laughs> that's yeah. the separate but wrestling I,
3: not to get on an aside but i think that's like how it should have panned out in my eyes like as time goes on with wwe as long like, as
2: it was possible
3: that wcw and ecw would have been separate entities you know all owned but not acknowledged Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the the shareholders and people would understand that. But like, but that would come out of this. And the only reason that could work is because if all the stars were there initially going back to our like butterfly. Yeah,
2: where you have guys like Sting and Goldberg in the mix and the outsiders in the mix. Here's another thing that would have been a really good unintended side effect. We would have never had to deal with DDP as a stalker. Right. Because I could imagine him just being part of the WCW side. Yeah,
3: I don't think there would be a point of putting him in a stalker angle because there would be something else for him to do that was infinitely more important (laughs) would make them way more money
2: is putting him in WCW. Right, because he was still a a viable name at the time Yeah, in the mix of all those other guys. Because that stalker shit, man, the fans were hot when he popped, you know, they popped huge when he unmasked and everything, and it was all down the crapper for his, like, career after that. Yeah, and I always thought a lot of that had to do with Vince... I mean, his
3: age was a legitimate concern. 45, yes, yeah, by, it was, by, it was. By 2001, like...
2: You're correct. I don't, I can't fault Vince for not pushing him, but it did suck. The way you they know? did it was, was bad, yeah. you know? Another thing, though, to think about, Quinn, is if you recall in the post-WCW days... And especially post-invasion, you know, the end of 01. And then we had the the NWO crap in early 02. Mm -hmm. In the summer of 02, as they started to kind of stagnate, honestly, and and the remains of the Attitude Era were starting to fade away. Rock was part-time by that point. Right. Austin was hit and miss, you know what I mean? Going home, taking his ball and going home or whatever they called it.
1: Austin can take his ball and go home. They pushed two
2: guys uh, that were relative unknowns newcomers, Randy Orton and John Cena.
3: I think that would have had to be delayed. I mean, I was there was say. way more going on if, if WCW, the whole thing, had succeeded. Don't forget, there could have been other stuff going on in the mid-card. For example, say you have Rey Mysterio day one of, the, of them coming in or whatever. Yeah, sure. All of a sudden, now you have cruiserweights. Right that aren't shitty, they aren't <laughs>
2: X-Pac and light heavyweight champion and all this garbage. And they, yeah, they had Kidman, I mean, add Mysterio to that. Maybe if they were able to get Ultimo Dragon a lot earlier than they did. Yeah, but what I
3: mean by saying that too is that that's why people like Orton, Lesnar, Cena, mm-hmm. they would have had to wait. I'm sorry, like, there, there's, we're really blowing off an entire era of huh. battle here. Like, I have no, I don't care about the Ruthless Aggression Ruthless era. Aggression in 2002 when I
2: still have WCW business to attend to.
0: Ruthless Aggression. Stop!
2: So how long, realistically, do you think that the WWF and WCW thing can feasibly keep going? Because at some point, Quinn, the WCW guys are going to get old. Mm-hmm. Not, some of them already were. You don't want people just watering it down and jumping from promotion to promotion all the time, I do think, you? I think... The initial feud should have been blown off at WrestleMania 18.
3: Perfect. Okay, so it's about a year long, right? Not Survivor Series. Survivor Series was a great idea on paper to me, even at the time, because the idea that okay, they're teams, like it made Survivor Series matter in that aspect. It did. That's cool. Uh However, the the real deal should have been the main event of WrestleMania 18 should have been Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the match that you thought you'd never see. Who wins? I don't know, really. Honestly, because you might say, well, we can have them fight again, right? Sure. And maybe it would be more beneficial to get this WCW venture off the ground Mm -hmm. to actually, in a weird way, have Hulk Hogan win.
2: Hmm. You know? I don't know if Austin would have done it. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I don't think Vince would have
3: done it, it, but if business was looking... In that direction where it said, we need to legitimize WCW. Right. They need to have a huge freaking
2: win. But then what becomes of WCW after 2002? Uh, SmackDown goes away and it's WCW Nitro on Thursdays. But what do they do for new talent? Do they that, bring that's the in? Thing. That's
3: what I, I think. Everyone would have been dispersed accordingly. Uh, okay. Maybe Cena goes to WCW. Who the fuck knows? Like, like, honestly.
2: But for the sake of branding, and eventually, you know, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, and knowing the the dawn of social media and all these things that wound up happening, at some point you figure they gotta have a merger, right, and go back to just being WWE. Personally, I don't think so. Really,
3: I, I I think you could have gone on. The, ev- the evidence is the fact that they're still trying to do it that the USA network of all people demanded that they split these brands, that it is in some business way, more beneficial to have separate, but equally branded superstars in other organizations. Like the fans of wrestling want that the marketing wants that everyone wants that because it, it breeds competition and confrontation. Okay. So I think ultimately we would have ended up in the same structure we're in just with different names on it, had it succeeded.
2: Instead of SmackDown, it could just very well
3: be WCW. WCW Nitro. Call it, use the, you own the Nitro name. True. The Ni- that's a big brand. People knew what the fuck that was in 2001.
2: Sure. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They still do to this day because of the network. Right. It wouldn't have had any impact on the WWE network, obviously. Sunday nights, ECW Hardcore TV. Yeah, I can't I- see that lasting as long, though.
3: Yeah, I don't know. And I don't even know if Vince would have allowed fiefdoms within the company be, just to breed competition. Right. Like, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I allow Paul to just
2: have a fucking show on Sunday. I, I That's a stretch, but yeah. you never know. Yeah. Uh, folks, let us know what you think. You can let us know how the invasion would have gone if Vince McMahon and the WWF had actually brought in or were able to bring in a ton of the WCW top stars right at the time and not wait years and years to get some of these guys. You can do that by reaching us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us or do what everyone else is doing and join the Facebook group. But Quinn, when we come back, it is time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley. And that's coming up right after this. The time has come.
1: This is our last chance. all on the
2: line. The unthinkable has become reality. The long-term future sports
0: entertainment could change forever. We will.
2: W and ECW aligned to take on the WWF
0: after this latest Live on pay view next. It sucks. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, me neither. You're listening to our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best.
2: And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode number... 79! (laughs) Here on Monday, April 30th. Quinn, it's time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where each week we have put, and we will continue to put, four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore, and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. Now, the last couple of weeks, we had done a poll, Mm -hmm. and this time around, we're just going to go with the second place runner-up, because it was close, from the last poll, and that would be... The Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of (laughs) Occupational Gimmicks. Should be an interesting one. Should, should be uh, an been many one. of those. This was requested by Bill Gilbert. You know, uh, Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert with the fake. And name? he did verify on the boards that he is a real person. I don't believe him. Shoot, it's it's <laughs> not it's not real. I don't I don't believe him. It's a shoot. He said. I think he said <laughs> he it's did, a shoot, it didn't he? Did, yep. Uh, so occupational gimmicks, Quinn. This is one that some people were throwing around a lot of fun stuff on the boards. You know, there was a stretch from the early '90s until I guess the late '90s, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Where WWF especially, but also WCW... <laughs> yeah, they don't count them out. Let's not... Forget that. Had this obsession, or obsession as Gordon Sully would say, with wrestlers that also had side jobs yeah that they they
3: did things that were not wrestling yeah they, or they came from some other background and sometimes it
2: would be very successful careers you would think like why would they even bother wrestling yeah they, they're probably making good men- money they have a pension uh, you know like <laughs> paid time off yeah. health insurance yeah like, all the shit you you don't come get. here
3: for no health insurance why the fuck would you work here so
2: basically we're shows over folks bye But I'll throw the first name out for you here. Sure. In terms of an occupational gimmick. This is for Rushmore. This is for Rushmore, one okay. of the best. The big boss man.
3: I wholeheartedly agree. I, and actually, I was going to say he might be my number one there, too. Um, what do you like about him? It's very intimidating because a correctionals officer is somebody that, like, might have to get physical with prisoners and stuff. And it seems kind of Threatening for a guy like that to have yes. to show up yes. in the wrestling and beat the crap out
2: of people with a nightstick. Exactly. Ray Trailer, when he debuted The Gimmick 2 in 88, was huge. He was yeah. like 350s, maybe even more, maybe yeah. like 400. Did they say say he was 350 here? I always felt like they always said he was 309 or something. Um, When he was fat, he was billed at like 357. Okay. Uh, When he was skinny, he was like 317. Yeah. They they toned it down. I noticed that. Yes, they actually did adjust his weight, his fake weight. But man, he looked the part with the uniform. One of the... Black marks on it though, Quinn, and we've talked about it several times. Is that the WWF themselves like didn't get the gimmick right, and they kept acting like he was a cop. Yes, I want to address this. Um, this is no fault to Ray Trailer. No, and
3: at no point do I think he acted like he was a cop. He no! never said he was a cop. <laughs> that never happened. No, but the, announcers the problem would. Is, is that they would talk about him like he was a cop yeah um that he was putting criminals in jail right like he doesn't do that as that he just stands guard yeah. like he's the guard at the jail at the jail the guys yeah. that have already been convicted he makes sure you don't get out of the jail exactly. not, not the he doesn't put you in the no. jail but hell th- let's keep doing that because that's that whole mounty feud is based <laughs> off some wild-eyed misunderstanding <laughs> that
2: he is somehow a cop yeah I know and then Mooney and Hayes and all of them didn't help because on the Coliseum episode of- be like, well, your lordship, you think he's reading him his rights? Yeah, like, he oh, you're right, Sean. He has, he's, yeah. going to, he's going to handcuff him and put him in the slammer. Yeah, you know, what are you talking <laughs> That's about? That's not how this works.
0: Big boss man, he's ready to press charges. Now, what are some of the charges he, have, he has brought against Dusty Rhodes?
3: Right, Assaulting right. an
1: officer and i yes. think that would be one of them
0: but in
3: t- <laughs> but the, all that besides yes. besides all of that yes. it's still like it's good. might be one of the best of the occupational gimmicks yes
2: and it, it works as both a heel and a face because as a heel he can add that touch of like corruptness or corruption to it Yeah, like he's a sloppy former corrections officer that maybe got fired but he still wears the uniform and still has the
3: gear and and they, the way i always looked at him there was suspicion that he beat people up but yeah
2: like they deserved
3: it like he would just do it for his own amusement kind of thing
2: so as a heel it worked and also as a face because you can totally flip it on its ass and be like he's here to stand up for people and make sure people aren't mistreated yeah and he's gonna he's gonna put the heels in their place that are misbehaving so right exactly it's a great gimmick you know and that's one of the best occupational ones that i can think of you have another one you want to throw at me well i'm not saying he was a superstar or
3: anything but he's one of my favorites just because he played the gimmick up so well, yeah, and that's the gambler, <laughs> Joe. I mean, I mean, is that yeah, occupation of oh, yes professional it is. gambling, yeah. Uh, like and, and Jericho even um, on his podcast talked about um, what exactly it was supposed to be to, to like the specific. What was it? The gimmick he was told to portray was a riverboat gambler. That's like, really what it was, huh? Yeah, like Maverick or something. Right, right. Like So that is an occupation. A prof- he was a professional gambler. <laughs> and actually, there is promotional material that I've seen with the gambler where he has the riverboat showboat outfit on. Okay. Not the members only right, coat right. that we were used to seeing him <laughs> with. Which is more like a card shark
2: which is also another
3: profession. Uh, it, it is a profession, but, an
2: unsavory one, if you will. But
3: yeah, there was a whole top hat, I think, and tails like I've that. I've seen the, the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I've seen pictures so, of that.
0: <laughs> Reno, Nevada, Gambler!
3: But the thing is, is that this guy, yeah. he was never anybody nope. ever. Nope. But the way he played this gimmick, it's so memorable for somebody so minor. It it's is kind of unbelievable. Like people to this day talk about the gambler like, oh, man, I love the gambler. Yeah, you're right. And for all intents and purposes, he was just a guy that lost on Saturday night. He was barely <laughs> ever on any of the Monday programs. It's very rare, right? <laughs> yeah. that he
2: was on night show. But he was right.
3: loved. He he was loved in a jobber kind of way that uh, is very akin to how Johnny Rods was loved. Yeah. Barry Horowitz, guys yes. like that. You're right. Yeah. Or absolute or Brooklyn Brawler. And I think that says a lot to the character, and it says a lot to the guy who played the character. Okay. I, I think that he is like one of the better occupational gimmicks when I think of them, because most of them are
2: garbage. <laughs> most of them but are garbage. Yes. This
3: guy was like living the life.
2: Okay. Like he was living the gambler. And okay. he would come out with the cards, and he yeah. seemed like he was a gambler. He did. He seemed like he was a gambler. Okay. I can put him on the table there. Yeah. Now, does Sergeant Slaughter count? Does he drill sergeant slaughter? Now he said he was a, a a former
3: drill sergeant, right? Yes. So does being a former something like the boss man? I know we kind of almost automatically put the boss man in, but yeah. does it count because he's not like simultaneously doing it? You I guess nobody's simultaneously doing it, really. You don't know
2: some of them are, I think. yeah.
3: I think the gambler is definitely supposed to also be like going on the riverboats
2: yeah. after the wrestling. But for all we know, slaughter is still like teaching boot camps on the side, isn't he? They Is show he? vignettes sometimes of him, like, shooting guns and stuff and doing stuff. But in his heyday, I
3: remember them always his saying, heyday. the former drill sergeant, when he would come out. Well, then that, maybe he doesn't count. Well, maybe he does, though. That's the thing. We need to we need to clarify. I think we should count it. I think we should Cause count cause it, too. Because it's not reasonable to think that they do both. If right. wrestling's supposed to be, like, a full-time, like, they're at... Unless they're the, moonlight. Yeah. But they're supposed to be at, like, their athletic peak. You know what I mean? Yeah, slaughter was really yeah. it was a athletic peak. <laughs> no, but I mean just, a peak in a box of in, twinkies. In kayfabe, they're supposed to be like this is it's a full time job to be a professional athlete, right. such as a wrestler. So Fair. Okay. I got one. Yeah, go ahead. This one's gonna be a weird one, and I think we should address it. Okay. What about Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon. He owns a professional wrestling company, but he's also a wrestler.
2: Ah. Uh, does that count? I mean, I don't know. Is, I mean, I don't know Is that. that is that
3: the single greatest occupation? I own the company and I wrestle. Yeah, but that's not a gimmick. He does own the company. Even better. Yeah, but that's not... <laughs> and the boss man, wasn't he really a
2: correctional officer? He, he was a congressional officer, Whatever, yes. correctionals he, officer. He was one at one point, yeah. Ray, so, Ray trailer was, yes. So,
3: th- I think Vince McMahon's fair I, game.
2: I don't think Vince McMahon is fair game. No? Really? Because it's not a gimmick. He's not even really a wrestler. I don't even really work here. He's the owner of the company. I'm, ju- I'm just saying. You're saying the Mr. McMahon character. Yes. His gimmick is that he's a corrupt owner of the company.
3: Yes. He he has an occupation.
2: Yeah. He has an I, occupation. I,
3: I know maybe it wasn't thought about when we first started talking about this, but I, I think everyone's fair game with that shit.
2: Okay. I'll put I, him on the table because yeah. if if we are counting him, yeah. then he probably is one of the best ones. Yeah.
3: he's like he's got to be right. I yeah. Mean, he only, he has the ultimate occupation in
2: wrestling. Now Bret Hart wasn't a real hitman, right? No, no. Okay, so they he never count. said
3: that. That was like a nickname. That that was never. I know he wore like army style attire, but he was never like because he'd be very bad at his job officially. And I just I want to bring up another guy that's like Vince, but he doesn't count to me because he doesn't say he has an occupation. Who's that? The Million Dollar Man.
2: That's true. He just has a lot of money. Right. But he, his occupation is wrestling. Right. He's not like a right. side job. Whereas Vince
3: McMahon very clearly has the occupation of owner of the World
2: Wrestling Federation. You know what I mean? Mr. McMahon, the wrestler character. Yeah. yeah. On screen character. His job is that he owns the WWE. Right. That, yeah. that, that's where the the, the that's the, a curveball man yeah that's where the ch- the difference comes in you want to put him in as number one then wow really I mean I, well,
3: I, mean, I didn't expect it to go that way but Vince is to me one of the best heels ever he's one of the best heels ever and I mean he very clearly has an occupation his occupation
2: is his gimmick yeah <laughs> that's, that's quite the definition of occupational wrestler if we're putting him in then he should go in first yeah I, nothing will knock him out yeah. if we're agreeing to put him in Folks, let us know what you think, but I, I can It might be controversial.
3: Yeah, I, I, We might hear people argue, but I, I really think, you know, thinking about it now, it just occurred
2: to me, really, I didn't think about it before or anything. I can't poo-poo that. Yeah. I mean, the Mr. McMahon character, yeah. right, is a distinct character from Vince McMahon. Yeah, the person, no. It's, right. uh, there's no way that's really how he is. No, like, he's not. <laughs> but Mr. McMahon, his on-screen character, his occupation when yeah. he's not wrestling or talking is that he owns the company right
1: yeah no shit
2: yeah all right
3: <laughs> yeah i mean like he's like literally the okay. the top you can't get better than that
2: okay want to put him in yeah for number one mr mcmahon <laughs> now was doink a real clown or is he a sick man that dressed up like a clown it's an interesting question but i
3: always assumed he was a clown he did tricks and things like that and he had actually, gimmicks. Actually, okay, let, let's do this. Let's look at the early doink stuff. Please. He was actually a clown in the crowd. You're right. He wasn't a wrestler. No, he blew up balloons and then popped them.
0: Wait a minute. He popped those. Come on. <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs>
3: Stuff like but I mean, that. he was introduced like he was like, you know how you go to a uh, a ball game and there might be like a silly, crazy mascot. Like yeah, Philly Fanatic, Yeah, for like something like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's how he was kind of introduced. Wildcat Willie. Yeah. In WCW. He was an <laughs> actual, the World Wrestling Federation clown. You know? He was a
2: clown. And then all of a sudden, he's a wrestler a couple weeks later. But, but he never stopped being a clown. Yeah. And when he was a face, he was still a clown. He did very clowny things when he was a He counts, right? He's dressed like a clown.
3: So he he's definitely... <laughs> In, in an occupation of some kind. Okay, you know, so no? he goes
2: into the table, though, I, right? He's very clearly around. Okay, what about the Mountie? Or is ah. he not one of the best or one of the best? I, I don't know about him. At first, they played it up real serious. Like, the vignette showed him, like, being a corrupt Mountie, which yeah. is such a stupid concept. Right. It's, like, funny because it's Canada, and it's, it's like, oh, really yeah. Goofy. oh, yeah, syrup and mousse, yeah. yeah. You know, and then he's just like, I'm the Mountie, and you can't pay for your car. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cars, Repo Man. Yes, Repo Man. Now he was bad at his job, wasn't he? I mean, he was kind of uh, well, shitty Well, he would it. usually like
3: fuck up people's stuff. You you're remember not,
2: that? Yeah, you're not supposed remember to. Remember the early like <laughs> scary
3: <laughs> vignettes? You should like put yeah. like that in in post, like him cracking the window or something. The one where he's like, "You're about
2: to witness a crime." Hey,
0: you're about to witness a
2: crime. Yeah, one and then he like yeah what is that about what kind of repo man does that <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's actually should qualify because he's so bad at this job. his job he's name, not even a good repo man his name is literally his occupation <laughs> yeah, too. it's not like, good he's a, bad okay
3: i got one for you yes. another another curveball i think okay uh, another very high profile better,
2: thing better not be abe knuckleball schwartz no okay the undertaker his name is the undertaker but see, I never really saw him perform the duties of an undertaker. I did.
3: What about all that shit when he was making a casket? And like, that's at the, at a the, grave
2: digger makes those, and the, a carpenter makes a casket. We're to believe that he goes to the
3: cemetery and we are fulfills supposed to his that. job as undertaker. Yeah, but and what he about? was digging graves, that's what the undertaker does. No, right? that's what a grave digger does. What? A, wait, I thought, an, I thought an undertaker digs
2: the graves. No, the grave digger digs the graves. I thought they're one in the same, no? They're not the same. We can find out. But in the meantime, let's also talk about his associate there. Yeah. Paul Bearer. He's literally a Paul Bearer. He's the best funeral gimmick I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no one, there's no one better
3: than him at being a Paul Bearer. <laughs> I don't know. The Undertaker, to me, I thought he was kind of doing what
2: he's supposed to be doing, no? An Undertaker is pretty much a mortician, a.k.a. like a funeral director. A grave digger is like your, your laborer that would dig the actual grave. That's weird An because undert- Paul Bear's is more of the Undertaker then. Paul Bear is like the, he's like, the embalmer he, is what he's technically supposed to be. Yeah, like but I the, thought a Paul Bearer is the guy that's carrying carries the, the casket. Gasket, yeah, yeah. yeah, he does that too. You can't have a discussion about occupations without putting the Undertaker on the list at least. Yeah, uh, he, he didn't do his job that much after like 1995 <laughs> though, did he? Um, no, I'm trying to
3: think when, when was the last time we saw him actually like at the funeral home, like doing casket shit? Probably 96, right? 96-ish. Mankind feud.
2: Yeah. After that, At he was the like buried fuck alive it. thing. like yeah. That
3: was like the last incident right. of the Undertaker doing his actual job. Because after that, he was just like, fuck it. And he was just kind of mean and creepy. But he yeah. wasn't
2: really like working in that field. And then anymore. by the time
3: he became like Satan Taker, he wasn't even like, oh my God.
2: like he wasn't anywhere close to what he was. <laughs> That's a whole different. thing, yeah. Satan Taker. But I think we have we have Vince on. Right. Yeah. Is anything going to knock boss man off? I think the boss man's a lock. I think he's a lock, too. Yeah. And you know what's good about him? He was like an early example, because you figure 88, unless I'm missing something, they weren't doing too many occupational gimmicks by 88. That was more of a 90s thing. True. So he kind of like escaped the stigma of the occupational gimmicks. Right. And it was good. It was actually good. Like that character is good. Right. Yeah. In heel I or no face, pro- I right? have no problem with the boss man being on there. I think he should be number two. I think he should be number two also. So let's put him on. Yeah. For number two, the big boss man. I know you want the gambler on there, though. He is good. He is good. I mean, he's very good at his job. So Uh, is wrestling was his side job, you think? And he was mainly a gambler?
3: Well, considering that he only wrestled on Saturday nights on the weekend. Oh, once a week. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that he would have more of a chance of being a gambler than he would being a wrestler. You're right. And he wasn't very skilled. So I'm going to say that um, wrestling was secondary to his gambling. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, but he can, can he make it? I don't know. We got two spots. Let, let's think of some other guys, shall we? What about Brother Love? He was a preacher. That's true. Brother Love That's is a good one is definitely up there. Actually, that speaking of Brother Love, that brings up a another one that we really haven't addressed. Yeah. Um, As far as the rules are concerned. Yeah. Do kings count? Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like who, Jerry Lawler? Jerry Lawler, Macho King. Oh, Macho King doesn't count. Uh, do
3: Queens, like Sensational no. Queen Sherry? Like, Jerry like, Lawler's not supposed to be the king of a country, though. Just
2: He's the I king. I know, but I mean... It's a nickname. The, there's, a king is a job. Yeah, but not his job. He's a wrestler. <laughs> I'm it, just saying. It's a nickname the same way Hitman is a, a nickname for Brett. He's not really a hitman. Yeah, but... Or Anvil's not really an anvil. But, they,
3: but the hitman... Looks
2: like one, though doesn't come out with a sniper rifle but the king comes out with a crown well he plays dress up but that doesn't mean yeah. he's an actual king quinn doink uh, qualifies way before king i would say okay
3: that's fair enough i just right? wanted to address like kings that's fair or queens <laughs> like queen, the- queen charmel or something yeah. there ain't
2: no king queen no ma yeah now what about val
3: venus porn star hmm. venus. i mean it was good i can't say it really
2: helped him but it was good i think it was great no put him on the map. It gave him something unique. Perhaps. It wouldn't have happened five years later. He would have just come in as some generic wrestler that right. would be remembered probably in the same vein as like Jindrak and all those guys, you know?
3: Yeah. yeah Sean O'Hare, true.
2: Chuck Palumbo. It definitely was up there. Right? I mean, I mean that was I'm pretty not going to argue.
3: Here's one, uh, might be controversial, might be one of the worst. I don't know. But oh, no. Brutus the Barber. He was a horrible barber, but he was the first, one he of the He was first, even before uh, Boss Man. Yeah. And I mean, they would really play up that he was a barber like they i mean yeah. he came in the ring with scissors they show him cutting people's hair and shit who he cut, had his own
2: show the barber shop who cut adrian adonis's hair quinn Brutus the barber beefcake exactly and then in the early days he would actually come out with the smock and everything and yeah. do like a, a more robust haircut yeah the only thing i didn't like about it though is that he he acted like he was going to cut your hair with the garden shears but he didn't often do that no well, is an earthquake a job? Does he is he the guy that no, causes the no, earthquakes? No, 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 no. no?
3: That, that's just a nickname. Are you sure? Because remember when they first came, he first came in. He was like actually John Tenta or something. Remember he came out of the crowd, Big or John, Big John, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Big John. And then they they gave him the name Earthquake. <laughs> oh, all right, Me- all right. That so he is not okay. that is not an occupation. Sorry, i was just trying.
2: Well, I mean, out of out of the people that are still on the table here in serious contention, we got the gambler, uh huh, Doink, Mountie, Undertaker, I. Doink. Kim, kimchi <laughs> stop hey he's he's a guy that's a beekeeper remember when he was like the ref for some reason in that, yeah, match? that was weird but... What, about, but what about doink though is this about doink can he go in <laughs> i mean it's doink he's <laughs> okay, so good
3: let, let, give me the how what do we who do we have here on the cliff or whatever gambler gambler sergeant slaughter sergeant slaughter he's if, a good one if I mean, we're counting him yeah, right I, I think we should count him
2: okay yeah. doink doink Mounty? Mounty. undertaker I don't know. I don't know. I feel he wasn't like, really an undertaker. <laughs> he
3: kind of was. It's just creepy. Oh, okay. Okay. I will succumb to doink because
2: I think so. I think doink is it's quite a- literally what he is. He is a clown. He's dressed right. like a clown. He does clown things. Yeah. If he's a heel, he does them meanly. If he's a face, they're more like practical jokes. Yeah. But he's through and through. The dude's a clown. He never isn't a clown. He's a great clown. The one thing, the one strike against The
3: Undertaker is he stops being an undertaker after Way early. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the first
2: third of his, quarter of his career. He's I mean, not he's, even,
3: a, he's The Undertaker for a significant period of
2: time. Six years.
3: Yeah, about six years. Yeah. But after that, he's kind of, like a thing, I don't know. Like he's magic wizard zombie. I don't he's know. He's
2: that, yeah, yeah, undead American badass. He's just all over the place, right? So for number three, Doink, you're you're okay. Sure, I'm okay with Doink too. For number three, it's about Doink. You really you're not feeling Val Venus, huh? You're not feeling the Venus. I just think he didn't do it good. Well, <laughs> no, weird. no pun intended, but
1: <laughs>
3: I mean. <laughs> What kind of porn star gets himself in a situation where his pee-pee gets cut, which is
2: his livelihood? He kind of <laughs> sucked at being a porn star. But you said it's his livelihood, meaning that he must have made some good money doing it. I don't know. He was with Jenna Jameson, that one vignette. Other than that, Great. though, he mm-hmm. was kind of just, like, floaty. He would just be like, hello, ladies. Like, <laughs> I'm deep-throat. Like, you know, like, that's not what he said. But, I mean, that's basically what he's trying to say. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, fine. We'll scratch him. We'll scratch him, Quinn. Yeah. What about then, what about the gambler? The gambler? I mean, is he gonna I get think him? he's quite the contender.
3: <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter? What about the mauler? He was like a cowboy. Stop guy. it. What about the cowboy people? Like Cowboy Bob Orton or something. He's a horrible cowboy. There's so
2: many cowboys. Yeah, but they're not. They don't all do the job of a cowboy, do they? Bob Orton never doing no cowboy shit. Stan Hansen has like the mm, whip. Or, rope, yeah. Yeah, whatever that is. So do the Blackjacks. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's an early one, huh? Yep. Whoa. are going They're early. actually cowboys. They actually are. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. But I... Here's the thing. I love, like, the Mountie's still on this list, right? But I feel right. like there's only room for one law enforcement officer of some kind. I don't want the Mountie on this. So he's going to get off on technicality, okay? Right. Get him a ticket. He's out of here. Brother Love, though, is pretty good. He's a preacher. Yeah. I really
3: think Brother Love was very entertaining yeah, I, in his time. You know what I always liked? That they legitimized... That he was the crooked preacher by having the million dollar man back him, and he had yep. the rings yep. that were turning green on his fingers. <laughs> Gorilla, <And laughs> so, turning green. They were though. They were. They, they were actually turning green. But like, the, it's the little details with Brother Love that right. uh, make him stand out as far as an occupational gimmick is concerned. Like you could truly believe if you if you like just turn this show on. Right. He, he might actually be a guy on a TV church program.
2: Yeah. The red faces might be a little bit of a giveaway, but beyond that, you're right. Yeah. The thing with Brother Love is his his gimmick, his occupation is much more developed, I hate to say, than the gamblers. The it's gambler. You don't see him gambling really ever. So I'm just saying. He has cards. What do you mean? Oh, but yeah. But he's not playing them with anybody. Who he's just it? showing them. What is he going to bring out a Dude, roulette wheel? What, what is he gambling I- on solitaire? I just
3: just don't know what you expect the gambler to do. I mean, definitely the WCW Championship Committee would not allow any gambling in there. So, you know, he (laughs) he is like, he is such a rejection of the rules because you're not (laughs) supposed to gamble on wrestling. No wonder he never made it to the top. It's a bold gimmick,
2: Joe. (laughs) It's very bold. Is it bolder than uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Mm -hmm. It might be bolder. Because, you know, when tonight's all over with and done, I will be, be the, the new, new champion. champion! But does that make... I don't know. I I don't...
3: Okay, here's the thing. I, I think like I want to disqualify Brutus, and I'll tell you why. Tell me why. He started calling himself the barber because he tried to cut Adrian Adonis's hair, or he did. He helped with it, or whatever he the did. fuck. But, then but then that went, was because of his, like, fighting with them.
2: But then he went to barber school, and he, like, graduated at the bottom of his class and all these vignettes, and he was really bad at it. He's a bad barber. Well that is his gimmick though. Brutus the bad barber beef kick. I mean he's not supposed to be good. That's he's not. The, that's the joke
3: is even when he was a face is mm. he's cutting when he cuts people's hair it's supposed to be funny haha like oh look their hair looks stupid cuz he stinks at barbering. But they didn't even want a haircut.
2: Well, so Sorry.
3: I don't even, I don't like that. People didn't want the snake on them but it happened every week anyway. Yeah, that's true.
2: Then who are we going with here? We got Gambler, Slaughter, Brother Love, and Barber Beefcake. You're disqualifying Barber
3: Beefcake? I think it's time to disqualify Barber Beefcake. I think he had a good run trying to get <laughs> in this into, discussion yeah, here. But um, <laughs> It's just because it, 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 he is a self-made barber. I All can't right. qualify him
2: as one of the best. And it's got to be Brother Love, the preacher, the crooked preacher. Mm. I think so. Or the Gambler. Or Sergeant Slaughter. He was very good at it. Okay, I'll hand it to Slaughter. He is a solid That one's really good. Came out to the uh, U.S. Marine Corps him. Yep. Acted like a drill sergeant. He actually was a drill sergeant. Actually was one. That Hmm. one, that might be the... the, If anyone should be
3: allowed to carry the American flag, it's him. Not
2: Hogan. and Or Duggan. Yeah. What did Duggan ever do? But Duggan's not even anything. He's just a very
3: patriotic American. Smoke the crack. Yeah. All
2: right, so you want to go with Sergeant Slaughter? Then is he going to trump the Gambler and Brother Love? Mm. So it's up to you, Quinn. I could probably go. I'm going Slaughter. Really, I'll go Slaughter. Yeah, I think yeah, so.
3: I think. I think. Yeah, but do, we didn't. I feel like we didn't talk enough about Slaughter. But I,
2: what needs to be said? It's a real drill sergeant, and the Ooh. way he cut his promos. Yeah, works his healer face, which is another big thing for all four of these guys that are going to be in. Yeah, for Vince, Bossman, Doink, and Slaughter, the gimmick works. Right. Both ways, just as convincingly I'd say, or just just as effectively. Slaughter? Yeah, let's do it. Alright. So for number four, Sergeant Slaughter. Well, to recap for Donnie, we have Mr. McMahon, the owner of the WWF, Boss Man, a prison guard, Doink the Clown, yep. <laughs> and Sergeant Slaughter, a sergeant. That is our Mount Rushmore of occupational gimmicks, so that was one of the best. Quinn, why don't you start me with one of the worst? What about Dean Douglas? Yeah, Dean Douglas! <laughs>
3: Dean Douglas! <laughs> well, we, okay, first of all, let me just explain that little Dean Douglas yeah, thing. go ahead. Go, somebody go play Killer Instinct and play the character Orchid, uh, yeah. the green girl. Do it right now. Shoot her little um orb thing. I mm-hmm. think it's like down forward punch or something. Probably is. And Tell me that she doesn't say Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas! Dean Douglas!
2: So why is he one of the worst, Quinn?
3: Just because it, it was so boring and bad. It was. And maybe the aim was to be boring because he's a teacher. But it's not like I wanted to see him. Yeah, I know. Like, why would you do these vignettes? I, I know you want to be a heel. Mm-hmm. But, like, by the time he came out, nobody ever wanted to <laughs> see him wrestle. No. They were like... Yeah, maybe he did his job so good <laughs> that like, by the time he got to the wrestling part, I never wanted to
2: see him wrestle. Maybe.
0: We're here in my remote lectern to offer a first
2: ever midterm report to one of my students. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's possible. I, he was really, really dull and boring, and a waste of Shane Douglas's time. I know. You got
3: the <laughs> franchise Shane Douglas from ECW, who was awesome prior to that.
2: He was. He was good.
3: And they just what? Like, what the fuck was that? Like,
2: <laughs> it was a bad choice. It was, it was like was, a wet fart. It was, <laughs> it was awful. I'm gonna give you uh, an equivalent. I'd say in terms of droll and boring, and like, why do I care about this guy? Why do I want to see this guy? IRS, the accountant, the tax man. Yeah, speaking of the tax man, yeah. Now, for whatever reason, he's fondly remembered. And Quinn's been very... People think that it was good. Listen, I lived through
3: IRS. You're not missing anything. Yeah. He was shitty. Like, (laughs) nobody ever wanted to see an IRS match or promo or promo. They're all the same same and they're all bad. Pay your taxes. Yeah. (laughs) What? Come on. That's the best he could do. There's no, there shouldn't be any kind of nostalgia
2: goggles that can make him seem good. I thought like he would have been, like, looking back. Like, anytime I try to look back, I'm like, no, it's just Mike Rotundo. He's boring. It's because you say to yourself, Oh, he's known as a good wrestler, yeah, which he is. But he's when he was
3: IRS, he wasn't a good wrestler. So boring. Uh, he stunk,
2: Joe. So he he's a contender in my mind. Yeah, he, he is definitely a contender. What about um, the
3: Portuguese man of war? Now, Aldo Montoya? Is that, that a gimmick? He's a Portuguese man of war. <laughs> that's
2: not really anything.
3: And that's my that's point. No, th- <laughs> that's my point is that what the fuck is that? Like, it's a nickname. I, I always tell Joe. My dad used to laugh yeah. at the idea of a Portuguese man of war, yeah. which I never really understood.
2: But maybe, it had, maybe it's a flower I, or a jellyfish or something. It's a jellyfish. What? A Portuguese man of war is a jellyfish. Wait, it's not like a actual like soldier. No, it's a jellyfish. Maybe that's why he laughed at it. I was always curious why he thought that was so funny. Look at my computer screen. That's a Portuguese man of war. Oh well, then that's definitely not an occupation. No, but it's uh, so
3: that was so that was just a pun or something. It's A very
2: bad nickname, and I
3: guess um, I, that went right over my head as a kid. I thought that he was like supposed to be like a actual soldier from Portugal or something.
2: Well, to be fair, what nine year old knows what the hell a Portuguese man of war is? Yeah, to be fair, yeah, but it's it really is just a poor nickname. I will tell you though that one of the worst gimmicks in my mind. Is Bob Spark Plug Holiday or Sparky Plug, whichever <laughs> yes. one?
0: Hello, everybody. My name is Thurman Plug. But my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too.
2: The Race Car Driver. Why did we need a race car? See, how is he going to apply that, the race car exactly. to wrestling?
3: Where is the connection here? I'll, I'll
2: tell you where. <laughs> it's stalled out. <laughs> oh, man. But seriously, it may be stuck in neutral. But we'll take yeah. your pick. Pump <laughs> the brakes. It fucking sucked, okay? Yeah. He's a dipstick. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that is shitty, Joe. It's really shitty because, first of all, with the, with the good ones, like a prison guard, that's a big imposing guy. He's going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. The evil owner is going to use his power to, like, yeah. fuck you over, right? Mm -hmm. The clown is going to play clown jokes on you. Sergeant Slaughter is going to treat you like an asshole if he's a... Right? All that. And his promos all make sense. It's a guy that drives! I drive!
3: (laughs) (laughs) We all drive. he wasn't even really a real race car driver. They made him one. Literally every wrestler (laughs) in the company could do what he did. I guess the... the I I know, I know. There's like skill to race car driving. I'm sorry. Apologies are out there. Gotta stay awake. Yeah. And that's
2: watching it. But I, I know that the original gimmick, Larry, the limo driver, must have fallen through or Terry, the taxi driver. <laughs> so they're like, oh, let's just make him a race car driver. Fuck it. God. Yeah, I oh, don't on there. Don't want to go driving the car all around. He didn't do <sighs> shit. He sucked.
3: Maybe he should go in. He, I, it's a bad. It doesn't translate to I, wrestling. I, I don't get it. I the mean, t- the tax it? man, the teacher, the race car driver. The tax man doesn't translate either. But I mean, at least he had that like. I know this was his name later, but it was his look. Was that Michael Wall Street kind of thing? Yeah, he looked like a very boring man, yes. No, no, no. (laughs) I mean that the idea that he, when his sleeves were rolled up, it exposed muscles. He looked like he was like you know how I always <laughs> call Triple H when he takes his shirt off? Now, final boss Triple H. Like, yes. Has anyone ever played like Streets of Rage? Yes, of course. And you fight a guy in a suit at the end who rips his shirt off and he's all muscling. Yeah, his final boss. Yeah, that's like the final boss. Like I can sort of understand it with Iris, the race car driver. I I don't get it.
2: I, I want to put him in. Yeah, put it. Are in. you okay with yeah, that? Sure. Because it has nothing to do with wrestling. The, yeah. the good ones you can translate from their supposed occupation mm-hmm. into wrestling and it makes sense to a degree yeah why the fuck does he need to be a race car driver I don't get it it doesn't add anything is what I'm saying Yeah. it doesn't do anything which one does he like more race car driving or wrestling I never saw him drive no race car no he drove the WWF race car and crashed (laughs) (laughs) he did he actually
3: crashed
2: Uh, that might be where they came up with Crash Holly
3: Oh, that might
2: be that's pretty good for number one uh, Bob Spark Plug Holly also known as Sparky Thurman Plug (laughs) Just for that fucking name alone it should go in. <laughs> for number one, Baba Die, die, die. Sucks. What about the garbage man, Duke the Dumpster Drosy? Uh,
3: he's one that always comes up. Okay. Less offensive. Let's look at the garbage man for a second. They yes, work, it's very stupid. They work early in the day. Right. So I guess he could wrestle. I mean it's it's nighttime, yep. you know, it's well, it's Saturday morning sometimes also, but gotta be
2: strong from hauling all those garbage cans all the time. Yeah,
3: I mean, okay,
2: you know, at least it sort of translates, right? Yeah, he wore the back brace. Yeah, in his in his costume.
3: Yes. However, there's something inherently funny about a garbage man <laughs> wrestling for some reason. It, it,
2: it's it's really stupid.
3: <laughs> Stinky garbage. Yeah, man. I know. And, and they would always be like he smells
2: and stuff. It's true. Like he embraced garbage culture. You yeah. know what I mean? he, Garbage culture. I think yeah. it's known as being a hipster now. I'm not yeah. sure. But like Aww. he embraced it, though. He was like, I'm proud of my work. You know, yeah. and it was a waste of the wrestler. Was Duke Drosy good? It wasn't horrible. He had a good look. He was a big guy.
3: Here's the thing about about him. Also, it feels like they just took a piece of the common man Dusty Rhodes and yeah. made him a character.
2: They took, like, one vignette worth, worth of Dusty Rhodes and turned it into a character. Right. You know, speaking of other aspects of Dusty Rhodes gimmicks, I never saw one single good butcher. Butcher? Yeah, like, any good butcher cutting up meat and doing it right. Butcher
3: actually oh, all right, actually yeah. had a thing with you know, like the, the bloody smock, right? Bloody smock. So that, that's a fine gimmick. I'm fine with that. That
2: butcher. But like uh, the butcher, Ed
3: Leslie, well, he was a horrible well, butcher. That was also like just because they couldn't use barber. I I almost excuse that on the list. I know. Just because it's like it's just a a
2: word that they're putting yeah. in place of barber. They just gave him another trade. They could have been Brutus the air conditioning repairman. <laughs> beefcake, <laughs> no, too. No, but at least butcher
3: to. deals with knives how like a barber deals with shears like it's like a sharp thing so <laughs> oh that's the connection huh? Wait, you never thought of that oh no. I, I don't am i alone like yes somebody on the boards like i think it's because it started with the letter b i think that's that's part of it but i also think that they both deal in sharp objects i just it, it just made sense to me i don't know what but maybe that's just a weird quinn thing
2: i don't it know it might be a Quinism. yeah i don't think though quinn that anything's gonna in all seriousness get irs off of here um, but you were you made up a point where at least he had the look. Yeah, I, at think, least. I think IRS is worse as a gimmick, okay, than Duke Drozzi. I don't know. What about um Skip? Yeah, fitness instructor, right? Yeah. That's what they were supposed to be. Yep. Skip and Sonny. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dumb. Yeah, it was really stupid. Although it but does I can see how you can tr- translate
3: it. Right. However, it was really poor. It was <laughs> poor. No, it was it was
2: it was so colorless for yeah. lack of a better term like unentertaining I don't <laughs> yeah. know how else to call it you know yeah. just like oh these are annoying people that are in good shape yeah. yeah and i got another one too yeah go ahead what about t l hopper yeah okay that's another <laughs> one of the dusty Ro- from the dusty roads prism there <laughs> yeah, right
3: yes but it, it's more the name it's, it's so literal. Toilet Lid Hopper. Yeah. And
2: Hopper meaning toilet. Was
3: his name really supposed to be Toilet Lid? Could they have, that, yes. That but my, couldn't they
2: have just called him Lou Hopper? <laughs> At least with Lou, yeah. you're freaking making a better pun. Yeah, And it's not Toilet Lid. John Hopper? Come where, on, like
3: anything wait, else. Where is it written that his name was Toilet Lid? Is that in the magazine? WWF Magazine,
2: November 96.
3: <laughs> they really did that. Would I lie to you? That's ridiculous. Would I lie to you? I don't I don't it's just so insane to <laughs> me. I make that
2: up? Come on. I can't even make something like that up.
3: All but right. then again it was nineteen ninety five. It so was ninety six, but like whatever. It, yeah, close to then.
2: Can we Alright let's do six degrees of uh toilet lid here. Can we translate him, like why uh, a plumber who makes very good money? would want to become a wrestler. Yeah, by the way, plumbers are very well paid. He has no reason to ever leave doing that if you have a plumbing degree. Right. Aside from IRS, and maybe even they might make the same money, depending on how good a plumber he is or how bad an accountant IRS is. Mm -hmm. They might make the same money, or or T.L. Hopper (laughs) might be the highest paid. I like how we're talking salary to see if it's worth it or something. You gotta live the gimmick, Quinn. But do you think T.L. Hopper would have any motivation to become a wrestler? I mean, why would... No. There's no connection to wrestling there, right? (laughs) Other Other than he thought he had a really good name in toilet lid. Yeah, his parents must have really hated him. If nine <laughs> months came up with toilet lid. And Hopper on top of all <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. Why would you name your, your kid toilet lid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if your last name was Hopper? <laughs> okay, so what about <laughs> I was going to bring up the goon, but it makes sense. Well,
3: yeah, hockey player, that totally makes sense Fighting. because, I mean, we got all these stupid football players who want to play yeah, like, wrestling. Like whatever. Freilich? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Freilich. What about, okay, what about the truth commission? What were they? They were like a South African resistance army or something, remember? Yeah, why were they there? I don't know. That was a bad one, actually. uh, Shouldn't they go be fighting the resistance or whatever the fuck? Or was it it supposed to be, like, over, I guess? I think it was already over, right? So they were, like, retired
2: resistant fighters whatever whatever the commandant said when no one was paying attention (laughs) the fucking commandant i found this actor and he's gonna be the commandant he's a great man like what
3: the fuck was that by the way was frenchie martin a painter like was that really what his gimmick was because he's just french because no but he had the smock on was he supposed (laughs) to be a painter it just made me think of him because of the commandant they're they sort of look alike I hope this, this is they where do you, kind of look cool. This is where you go when you start talking about the worst occupational
2: gimmicks. <laughs> what about Jeff Jarrett? Fuck him! Because the country music scene, Jeff Jarrett never actually even sang for real until the, the real whole fame. J sang. Remember yeah. Jesse James? Roadie was a good roadie, yeah. But Jeff Jarrett was a very bad country musician. But and his motivation is bullshit. Do
3: you think that our hate of Jeff Jarrett in general is driving it more than? the actual portrayal of the country music wannabe
2: character because that's what he was supposed to be. I don't know. I think he was just bad at it. You never saw him play guitar. Mm -hmm. You never heard him sing and his whole motivation is that he was going to use his wrestling career to become a big star in Nashville. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing.
3: But isn't that kind of like the Honky Tonk Man, or even Greg Valentine when he was in the Rhythm and Blues? <laughs> Greg
2: Valentine should make it because he was a horrible musician.
3: <laughs> what about Rhythm and Blues in general? Because they <laughs> they were just they really thought they were like an actual band in the yeah. in the, the storyline, like that and, they were like that they were doing albums on the side. What about
2: Man Mountain Rock? Yeah, ho ho! Oh, you might have hit the jackpot on that one. No, I like Max Payne, but Man Mountain Rock—that's pretty WWF shit. In the stupid like onesie. Well, my favorite part is the WWF guitar. <laughs> I could,
3: I could, listen, you know how you know how people get rag on Coco Beware's case because he had WWF on the back of his trunk. Yeah, this motherfucker has a guitar shaped like the logo of the company. It's if true. anything screams jobber, yeah. it's that. He is bad. Men on a mission, because we never knew what their mission (laughs) was. No one knows. But, I mean, they were rappers. Very bad ones. Oscar is... Oscar. Not Oscar. Oscar. This isn't Peter Winston's show. Is the...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Monday Night Roar? Roar in 93 is at least interesting to me. Oscar is the worst rapper. Worse than PN News. He is worse than PN News. (laughs) He is worse than PN News. (laughs) Can we nominate Oscar? Oscar? Yep. Oscar Quinn. But what about Mo? No, Mo didn't rap. Like, Mabel. Did a couple of times. And even, it was fu- But what even was Mo in the a men waste on of the, space? The,
3: but I mean, in the Men on the Mission, if they're supposed to be like a band or something, no, I guess they are. Right, they're, they're just
2: men on a mission. I
3: thought they were supposed to be like Run DMC or something. Like you <laughs> run know, run
2: to McDonald's.
3: <laughs> no, but I mean, they're like a group of rappers, right? So it's like Run DMC. Yeah, there are
2: about seven guys between the three of them. Yes.
3: <laughs> in all seriousness, how can
2: I be serious at a time like this? <laughs> Wouldn't Mo be the worst one? No, because he didn't do it. He didn't even try to do At anything. Least, no, but his occupation, tried.
0: <laughs> That's
2: But I mean. he failed. <laughs> 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 For two years.
0: you ready
2: Come on, Oscar's the worst rapper I've ever heard in wrestling. <laughs> and I've heard a lot of people rap in so, wrestling. So Oscar? Oscar. Okay. Okay. He's awful, Quinn. Yeah, he is bad. All right. So for number two,
3: <laughs> Oscar.
1: Never, die, die, die. Yo,
3: <laughs> I never thought when we started this that we would end up on Oscar. Maybe <laughs> but he's awful at rapping.
2: Right, I gotta bring one up. Sure. And it really pisses me off. And it's in it's in line with like the race car driver. It's Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Right. Because now, what's your problem with them? First of all, it's Steve Lombardi, okay. which is never a good thing unless he's a brawler. Or doink. Second of all, they acted like it was a real baseball player. <laughs> like, there was speculation. Well, why would a
3: baseball player wear a baseball, like, paint on his face or
2: whatever that was? Well, because since this was during the strike.
3: Oh, he was, like, in disguise so he wouldn't get... Spotted, right?
2: Yeah, but there was like speculation. I think in one of the magazines that I could have been like Roger Clemens or somebody. Come on.
3: And like <laughs> the problem is, that, like, why would a baseball player also be a wrestler? Well, well you know why that, that thinking is flawed of the idea of that is Why? because if you've ever noticed the injuries in baseball it's always like i hurt my toe or something <laughs> like i'm serious like i'm sore yeah like my 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 shin is sore it's like yeah. of course it is you fucking run all day do your fucking job man i get so mad at baseball injuries as like a fan of baseball, like it makes me angry when I watch it. They're yeah. like, this guy's on the DL for a fucking month because he ran too hard. It's like, really? I know, it's true. I, uh, Bone spurs. It's like, why the hell are you even playing
2: Like, <laughs> if you can't handle that? Quinn, I got two words for you. Firebreaker chip. <laughs> now, he was a fireman. Yeah. Now, we recently
3: didn't we find out that Chip is like something that you. A firebreaker. Or, or firebreaker. It like slows down fires. <laughs> it's like, what do you put a bunch of rocks or something in its way? I guess that's what it is. He wasn't even a firefighter. <laughs> but does that mean he's an actual, like, a fire? Like, a firebreaker is a thing, right? Yeah, so does that, that mean person. he's, like, an object? Because if that's the case, then, like, gold does should count because he's, like, an, a living Oscar. So like, she glacier because it's a fucking slow-moving, boring block of ice. No, he's from Mortal Kombat. I know, job. he's Sub-Zero. Yeah. Uh, is that a gimmick? I, I'm sorry, is that an
2: occupation? Is like, Mortal Kombat character or whatever? Or ninja? Okay, let's let's regroup here. We got Bob Spark, Bug, Holly, and Oscar on... You know, Barry Wyndham was a pretty bad stalker now that I think about it, but that's yeah. not a profession, is it? He wasn't a good cowboy either. No, he, he was a yeah. pretty and bad widowmaker. maker also. What about uh, what about IRS, going back to IRS, or, <laughs> or, de- or Dean back. Douglas? I mean, Dean Douglas could go up there. Well, then I gotta think that, like, Douglas or IRS or Jarrett, one of them, Jarrett is horrible at his job. <laughs> I mean, he is. I mean, that's literally his gimmick, is that he sucks, right? Yeah, and he says he's great, but... You never get to see him do what he's supposedly good at. Well, you do in the in the, the, the music video. It's fake, though. Remember? Right, but I mean, technically, he did it. We were going to find out anyway that it was yeah. fake. You know, that's why they I'm filmed saying that's why they filmed Road Dog doing it. Yeah. So, what do you think, Jarrett or no? No, Jarrett. I don't know if I can
3: put Jarrett in confidently because enough music stars are lip syncers anyway.
2: All right, then I think Dean Douglas or IRS. I think Dean Douglas. Yeah, I think so I too. I think he's a lock. He's worse than IRS, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. at least IRS played the part of an accountant, and right? He, like, you know, he had papers in his briefcase and stuff, and Dean Douglas just wore like a weird coat, and okay. <laughs> had a paddle. Yeah,
3: is that number three. That's right? number three. Yeah, okay. I got another one. All right. Are we putting Dean in or no? Hang on a sec. OK, hold off on Dean. What about Diesel? Oh, he was a horrible truck driver. Yeah. When did he ever drive a truck? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? I was trying in my head. Think, was there a truck driver gimmick? And then I was like, oh, wait, Diesel. Diesel. But I yeah. never saw him pulling up into a big rig. Yeah, he really hyped that he was a truck driver, but literally never drove a truck. Wow. He was, like, big on it, too. Like, his actual video was the truck driving towards the screen or yeah, whatever.
2: right. Never wow. drove a
3: truck. Never drove a truck. I think he once threw, like, poo onto... Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> remember that Nitro we reviewed where he put poo through the, the window of um, Macho Man's limo and he was in a truck? What? Yeah, Kevin Nash did this. Yes, I don't think so. That's the only time I've ever seen him in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he had a he had a, a garbage like a or a sewage truck and he dumped. Oh it yeah, the poo in, truck the right to the Macho right. Man. The but that's truck. literally the only truck driving yeah. I've ever seen him do. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, how's it going, Macho?
2: But I think Dean Douglas is is worse. It's yeah, a Dean horrible. Douglas is infinitely worse. Like, come on, a teacher? Are yeah. we really doing that? We're really doing a teacher, right? So, for number three, Dean Douglas. Yeah. Dean
3: Douglas. Dean Douglas. Die, die, die. All right. We got one more. To defend
2: Diesel for yeah. a second,
3: he sort of makes sense because truck drivers are, they have sort of a reputation or a stereotype as strong men, kind badasses. of badasses.
2: And he can wrestle between long hauls, right?
3: Shut up. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, I'll give I'll give him a, a pass, but okay. I, I was just saying, like, I never saw him drive a truck. So
2: no, I never really did either. Other than the poo truck, yeah. But
3: now, was Honky Tonk Man's gimmick that like was he Elvis or not? No, no, no. He was he was a music star, or allegedly a music star that said he was bigger than Elvis. But why was he similar to Elvis? I think he's trying to like say that because he's bigger, it doesn't matter that he looks like Elvis. Remember how he'd be like who's El- who's Elvis who or whatever. But then why did he
2: also make Elvis references sometimes? He's very he might qualify. Well,
3: my more important question about um Honky Tonk Man yeah. is he like from like a time machine or something? Cuz actually speaking of that, that brings up another one I thought about yeah. and I was trying to remember cuz I was like thinking about it. What? But what
2: about Hercules? I don't think that his <laughs> profession is that. He's actually hercules the greek uh, oh come on no that can't joe i know he tried I, to say that he was like <laughs> he the <actual> said <laughs> <it>. <laughs> he said he was doing that like oh what about zeus he's an actor oh he yeah he is
3: supposed to be an actor right <laughs> yeah, like, like he's a think. legit actor <laughs> is he he's an actor that like took it too far or something or that- honestly he's kind of shitty but at the same time it
2: makes sense yeah if we're really gonna be honest here Shouldn't it be like T.L. Hopper though? In all seriousness, yeah, I really I can't. The the fact that they, fondly... I I think that's that's got to be
3: it, Joe. Because I, I think so. <laughs> you know what? It, you know what the problem with the Teal Hopper thing is? Yep. It's the fact that it's two on the head. Exactly. The Toilet lid, lid hopper, hopper plumber plumber ass crack ass crack plunger. And also the fact that it takes a great wrestler in the Dirty White Boy right. and just
2: ruins him. They finally get their hands on Tony Anthony. Yeah. And they make him a plumber. because In Vincent typical McMahon. WWF fashion, because yeah. what does he look like? A plumber. All right, let's do it. And you know what? I'm sure there's plenty of people that we missed, folks, because there are so many. Yeah, so we could have gone on and on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There would have been more. So let us know your Mount Rushmore in Death Valley as we induct for number four, T.L. Hopper. Die, die, die. Well, to recap for Donnie, the Death Valley of occupational gimmicks is Sparky Plug or Bob Sparky Plug Holly. Oscar, the horrible rapper from Men on a Mission. Not Oscar, Pete. Not Oscar, Pete. Dean Douglas. <laughs> Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas. <laughs> and Toilet Lid Hopper. <laughs> that is our Death Valley of Occupational Gimmicks. Let us know yours. You can tweet at us at OVP Podcast, or you can email us, or you can simply go to the group and let us know. But, Quinn, when we come back, we are reviewing something
1: right after this. Hello. I'm Erwin R. Scheister with more of my 17 reasons why you should file your tax return on time. Reason 13, if you're late, I'll come after you. Reason 14, if I come after you, it'll be like the lying, cheating criminal that you are. Because to me, late filers are nothing more than con men trying to swindle the U.S. government. And the same goes for all of you planning plan to claim more than 2% of your gross income as deductible or those who'll try to sneak a few business deductions through without fully itemized receipts. You can just forget about it. And forget about finding some kind of tax loophole, too. Because if I get when you're trying to do that, I'll see to it that that loophole gets tightened right around your... Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. The best things in life
2: are free. And welcome back wrestling fans to our Vantage Point the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks so much for being with us here on episode number 79. <laughs> Thank you, Quinn. Quinn, we are reviewing something. Uh yeah. Why did we do this?
3: I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 it seemed like it would be
2: better yes. when we like initially thought of it. Sometimes ideas sound good on paper. Hey, let's do all of this certain thing. And uh, this is, of course, the main event. Yes. Now they've gotten, I've noticed, Quinn progressively worse but more subtly until now well it was subtle until this turd yes. dropped so, and the fact that there's one more after this yes. scares me so folks we're doing right now WWF the main event from November 23rd 1990 and before we start I'm going to take you back a little bit and give you a brief background so Quinn you remember we did the first ever main event from February of 88 awesome show right Hogan Andre the uh-huh. the double head yeah plastic surgery and all that stuff how much did he pay for the plastic <laughs> yep. surgery? Great yeah. stuff. We did the main event, too, from February of 89, which had the famous Mega Powers angle. They break up against the Twin Towers. Yes. Awesome stuff. Elizabeth. Uh, oh, Randy and all that. Oh, Randy. <laughs> we even did the less popular Main Event 3 from February of 1990. With a Buster instead <laughs> yes. of Mike. Buster instead of Mike. Now... Why is there a main event on November 23rd, 1990? All of the rest have been in February. What's going on here? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. On October 30th, 1990, there was a large taping, as the WWF was wont to do. It was a very large taping. It was taping very large. Because I'm looking at
3: it in the history of World uh-huh. Wrestling Federation.
2: Graham Cawthon's excellent book, yes. uh, a book goes along with his website, History of the WWE.com. And it was a large taping from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And amongst other things, they taped what was supposed to be a Saturday night's main event. And on that Saturday night's main event, Quinn, your guy, Shawn Michaels, and his partner, Marty Gennetti, were going to win and did win the tag titles from my guy, Bret Hart. Interesting. And the Hart Foundation. Now, if you've ever seen this match, it's available on Bret Hart's DVD and a few other things. The rope broke in the middle of the match, which led to this two out of three falls match being conducted rather awkwardly. For whatever the real reason is, Vince (laughs) decided to keep the titles on the Hart Foundation, even though the Rockers won. And instead of airing this show as a Saturday night's main event Mm -hmm. in November, as it normally would be, they aired it as a special main event, November 23rd, 1990. Now, Quinn, before we get to the show, I want to make mention for all of our detail-oriented people out there. Right. The banner, the mic flags, every branding, except for the on-screen, because they do those in post, all say Saturday night's main event. Yes, it's very poor how this (laughs) was all done. So as a kid, when I first saw this uh, on tape, I was very confused because it's called the main event on the show, but all of the graphics and all that stuff say saturday night's main event it can be very confusing if you're not careful do you want a little detail from graham hawthorne's book here yeah go ahead graham hawthorne
3: it says that the special was originally taped as a 90 minute saturday night's main event special to air on november 24th which you just said right yep a few days after the show was taped this is the detail i didn't know NBC canceled there the you go saturday night's main aha
2: event. so that's what happened so it really wasn't as much the Heart Foundation as it was maybe a happy coincidence that they didn't have to air that piece of and crap match. And actually, it says
3: right after that, this served as another reason the Hearts Rockers match did not air as it ran about 40 minutes that match.
2: There you go. And that was going to be probably the, the main hook of this program that was right. going to air. Just for reference, this is a Friday, as all the main events were, and they were in primetime in NBC, so you got to picture that. Not only that, it's the day after Thanksgiving, which means it's the day after what? Survivor Series. Survivor Series 1990. The, Who- the ultimate Survivor
3: match One, and, yes. and the gobbledygooker, and all that bullshit. And of course, The Undertaker.
2: Yeah. So this is actually a pretty important Survivor Series, but having been taped weeks earlier at the end of October, there's no mention of any of that stuff. Joe, this taping, I really wish people had this book
3: because (laughs) I can't believe how many things were taped at this fucking thing. It must
2: have been like six hours. Yeah, it's challenge, I think. They probably did superstars. They did a bunch of stuff. There's
3: stuff that's like on Battle of the Superstars Coliseum tape was taped here, (laughs) like separately.
2: Yeah, it's It's insane. It's a very robust taping, and I guess that's putting it nicely. Yeah. But when you want to get to the main event here? Sure. Well, we get a call to open with tonight's world title challenger, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, what? He's with Mean Gene. Quinn, <laughs> you even so, like, how did he get a title shot? It
3: makes no sense because it, from my memory, he was feuding with Dusty Rhodes yes. with the sapphire coat and yeah, all that Yeah, the shit. coat
2: and the sashaying and all that. Yeah. So we get clips of DiBiase's uh, antics such as the basketball kid. Yeah, from the, like four <laughs> years ago. Yeah, the swimming pool incident, the twin refs. Yeah. And you said, you said this is who he is if you've never heard of him. <laughs>
3: Right, I guess because it's on national television, like the broadcast networks right. or whatever. You gotta I guess they gotta like re-establish, even though he was on the first one, like very prominently, very prominently. But that
2: was a few years earlier, right? So yeah, I, guess I guess they're conceding to that. So DDS says wealth is what it's all about, and also he's like the best wrestler ever, or something like that. He
3: went to the fancy pants schools <laughs> to learn the wrestling, isn't that? Isn't that really what it's supposed to be? I right? think so. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like he had
2: the best instructors. Uh, yeah, Sean Mooney is with the Pert
3: Plus Hair Ultimate. Warrior, you know that version of yeah, his hair. Quinn. He has like goop on the yes. sides to like keep it like a certain shape. Yes, I always, th- I always think of that Ultimate Warrior as like the nice Ultimate Warrior. He's very kind, yeah, the kinder,
2: gentler warrior. And he, and he goes in music videos. Yes, yeah, <laughs> he cuts a pretty coherent promo, and he says, "Bank rolls do not build biceps. Bank rolls
1: do not build biceps."
2: As Mooney kind of humorously holds the mic, like,
3: yeah, because he's like waving his arms all over the place, and Mooney has to like. Get, precariously get very like creative with his <laughs>
2: mic holding he did a very good yeah. job a uh, warrior has the black strap on his belt by the way I that noticed. tells
3: me that they're getting ready to take this belt off the <laughs> ultimate warrior <laughs>
2: So, as I mentioned, we get the main event intro. It's the normal song, and the main event is in the logo. And we're hosted, Quinn, by Vincent Roddy from the green screen. This is post-Jesse Ventura here. This is an
3: unfortunate thing.
2: It is. To compound things, uh, Jesse had left in August, so now we got Roddy. And I like Roddy, the personality and the wrestler, but as an announcer, Quinn... Okay, I I said this to you during this, I do not like Roddy Piper in the period where, like,
3: The period where he gets in a feud with Bobby the Brain, like Mm -hmm. even though that feud's good, it's like it makes this like character of Piper where he's just really fucking annoying, yeah, and he's like a big face, but like not in a edgy kind of way as he used to be like an
2: annoying way like, right like a dorky like way kids. yeah like it's like what like that's not roddy piper and his piper chews on his turkey like he's like i'm gonna look like roseanne Barr if i keep eating yeah
3: weird roseanne reference yeah. and we're watching this like on a tuesday yeah. or whatever roseanne you know?
2: you know yeah uh warrior storms down earl durrell by the way is the ref quinn i bet that was on purpose because of the twin ref thing yeah that makes it very confusing because it i'm does. like are they gonna do this <laughs> again you said to me quinn this feels like a house show.
3: Yeah, it does because the match. there's really no fucking reason that Ted DiBiase would get a title shot, especially with like other people laying in the wings
2: that right. I won't say just Yeah, you know. but why DiBiase just feels very throwaway, very random. As for the match, we get a lockup to start that goes nowhere. Warrior powers out of a wrist lock. DiBiase with some forearms and punches. And then I said to you, it just seems like he's waiting for his next program, yep. Ted DiBiase. The Virgil program, which. Yeah. Great program, to be yeah. honest with you. I like that angle. Mm-hmm. Warrior with a big clothesline to send DiBiase to the outside, and a double naka knock knocker to DiBiase and Virgil. Warrior with the flying forearm from the top. Isn't this title reign weird? Like, notice Warriors, I'm
3: yeah. not paying attention to this match. Because like, it's like, not I'm really like, that good. Thinking about like other things, like this title reign's weird. It Why is DiBiase here? He should be doing something else. Because like, with
2: Hogan, everything felt big. Yeah, with Warrior, it didn't. It's weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're right. Yeah. With Hogan, it was everything was just bigger than life and the most important thing to Hogan in the world. Right. He's just not relatable. Yeah. Like something out of like a Native American Indian movie or Cowboys (laughs) and Indians movie, you know, like he's weird. I know what you mean. Yeah. He's just not relatable. DiBiase with a knee on a charge and a clothesline. Double axe by DiBiase for two. A pile driver from DiBiase gets two. He goes for another one, but Warrior backdrops out. Virgil with a dis- with a distraction of the Warrior, and DiBiase sends him to the outside as we go to break. There's a million breaks in yes, this show, by the way. There are. Just, just a little heads up. Yeah. We come back, and they get in the ring. DiBiase stays in control. A backslide by the Warrior gets two. You said, did anyone think DiBiase would really have a chance? I'm legitimately wondering this, and like... Now I want to see, like, Saturday
3: Night's main event, like, a week before. Like, were they even talking about this shit? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Why would they when Survivor Series was also, like, the yeah. week before? I can't imagine them
2: really talking much about this yeah. or promoting this.
3: It seems like it should be a big deal. Like, D.B. is getting a title
2: shot. He never fucking loses. Yeah, so, I know. So, like, why... He should have a chance. He should have a chance, and he didn't lose much. I mean, he rarely lost at this point. You're Never, right about ever. that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, Warrior reverses a play into a sunset flip for two. DiBiase stays in control, sends Warrior to the outside back in. Warrior, um, Warrior's up, I guess. Yeah, he <laughs> and, does his, like, you know... <laughs> the Hogan thing. The hands But and it's, all like, the bullshit. shakier, yeah. you know, the shaky version. Shaky, shaky Hogan up. Yes, the shaky Hogan up. Yes. Um, Vince calls a, a suplex by Warrior scientific. That's
1: <laughs> a Karas, with the scientific skill we
0: thought was going to be displayed by DiBiase, is now being displayed by the ultimate warrior
3: shut up Vince. <laughs> he's trying to say like something about how dibiase the scientific wrestler but look at the warrior yeah, he's be, being yeah. like what the fuck are you talking he about a suplex. he's been just getting killed the whole match first of all and anytime he gets offense it's like punches
2: yeah, it's nothing impressive that Warrior's Some, been doing. He did a suplex. Yeah, exactly, a suplex. So <laughs> Warrior does his version of the Hogan finish, but R- Virgil runs in to break up the pin. Yeah, Warrior gets the DQ win, but Warrior then presses Virgil all the way up above his head, and then finally something yes. interesting. Savage and Sherry run out. Yes, wins the Macho Man. It, <laughs> it has happened. It's yes. right here. And they beat the crap out of the Warrior. Savage kills him with the scepter. I also have to mention, Quinn sherry has a hat on the hat the infamous hat but like so this clip was they played it
3: a lot in like early 91 yeah they did this this like beatdown or whatever and i just as a kid because they played it for like two seconds and i didn't have access to you know like this this particular episode i just see a, a quick clip of it and i always thought sherry had like a like big boss man style hat on. Like a baseball cap? Like like a trucker cap? For years and years, Joe. I thought she was wearing a trucker cap. And and I would like look at this clip and I'd just be like, what the like, what is this hot mess? Like, she's wearing a dress and a a trucker cap. Like what the
2: fuck is going on? Can you imagine if she was really wearing a trucker? I thought that's what it was
3: for a long time and I I would like like stare at this clip and I'd just be like, what the hell is why is this happening? It's, it's uh, and now now we get to see it right here.
2: It's more of like a formal funeral hat or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah. She steals the belt, actually, as Danny Davis, Pat Patterson, Rene Goulet, and Tony Guerrilla run out, and a very fat, suspender-wearing Chief Jay Strongbow. You know, if Gorilla was at ringside <laughs> doing <laughs> yeah. commentary, he would have remarked, it's like, is that Jay Strongbow?
3: <laughs> Look how fat
2: he got. <laughs> I love how Gorilla always made fun of those retired guys for yeah. their weight. It's so yeah. funny. Because he's fat, too. Yeah, he so could. That's why it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Who is that? Pat Patterson? It of looks like Pat. Holy mackerel, Did he get fat? Oh, he. Why did he let himself go?
2: <laughs> Savage keeps beating the crap out of the Warrior before leaving with Sherry. And Savage on the way out is like,
0: "I'm the champion, yeah, I'm the champion."
3: I gotta say, he kindly asked for a title shot. That's this all he wants. Chump is giving people like DiBiase a shot. Yeah, slaughter later. Yeah, all this bullshit. This is the macho man we're talking. about. Right. he's not like some jabroni. A he's our champion. He's only the like second best guy in the company. Yeah, like next to Hogan. Yeah. Warriors not even. Not Warriors. Like not even close. <laughs> what? What? What gives him the gall to like deny the macho man a title shot? Who the fuck is he? It's just ridiculous. So I'm with Savage here. This attack was warranted. I have no problem with it because this fucker. Just would not give Savage a title shot. He got what was coming to him. Let's put it that way.
2: You heard it here first. Warrior Warrior struggles to his feet as we go to commercial. And Vince is like in all his bombast about Warrior raising up the belt. Wow, he can raise a belt up. He's so good. Like, <laughs> f- shut the fuck up. <laughs> So, Mean Gene is with Savage and Sherry. Savage now has his cowboy hat on. He didn't before, just I for know, the record. I
3: know, but maybe he could have put it on backstage. I, I want to defend that this wasn't, but it definitely probably was. It's total pre tape. Like, pre tape. Total like, pre tape. I'm, like, I'm like pointing to the TV. I'm like, Joe, look, he's like sweaty. Yeah. yeah.
2: They probably just sprayed water <laughs> yeah, yeah. on him.
3: <laughs> he's like just making my entire argument melt as yeah. we're like watching it.
2: <laughs> so, Savage has a funny line as Sherry waves the scepter around. She looks crazy. She and looks I crazy. Love it. Savage is like, your vertebrae understand what the Macho <laughs> King is, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> and then he kind of mumbles his way off screen. He's he like, you know, Yeah, you know, exactly. Just like fades yeah. away. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> it is. So then Nikolai Volkov is in the ring, waving what the fuck? <sighs> the American flag, while Gene is backstage with Slaughter and Adnan. Slaughter has a pretty apropos line. He says, uh, To hell with Nikolai Volkov. That's how he opens it. (laughs) And and there's a delay
3: after hell, which I'm not sure if that's like okay on NBC because he goes
2: to hell with Nikolai Volkov. Like it's what? I don't have a problem with him saying that because Nikolai Volkov sucks. Let's just be honest. He's
3: a big fucking jobber. In 1990. Why is he fighting Sergeant Slaughter? (laughs) No,
2: he's from like Croatia or one of those places.
3: Lithuania. What is this weird universe? And I understand the geopolitical like, comings and goings of 1990 and stuff. Do you now? But it's still odd to me that in any way we would think of Iraq as a bigger threat than a guy waving a Soviet Union flag around. No, USA flag, remember? I now, he's, now he's that, nice. But he's still got the Soviet flag on his jacket. He does? <laughs> so don't true. act like he's, like, I can see through his thinly veiled bullshit, okay? Well, that's his what... allegiances are still to Mother <laughs> Russia. So don't try to trick me, WWF. uh
2: Quit stalling. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> add nonsense as usual. You know, <laughs> that Basically, whole thing. Yep,
1: yeah. on Tassu, Mountain Dew, pepsicola <laughs>
2: Exactly. I apologize to any of you out there that understand what he says. Yeah. Which is no one. There's a turkey on the graphic, by the way, and it gobbles. Uh, A gobbling turkey. Yes.
0: As a holiday main event continues.
2: However,
3: they don't mention the gobbledygooker at all in this because I don't think. Insirati
2: did this before.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the per, like they taped all the green screen bullshit like
2: before weeks earlier.
3: The egg isn't even present at the arena, which Good I point. thought was
2: weird. Good point. Yeah, but like, wasn't it
3: allegedly present like at every taping they did back then?
2: Yeah, but maybe knowing that they were gonna air some of this after they didn't well, put it there. Yeah. Slaughter makes his way out, kills Volkov before the bell. And you said, well, he is a fucking jobber. Yeah, he <laughs> so, is. Like, who cares? He gives a shit? <laughs> Camel clutch by Slaughter. And he just beats down Nikolai with a stick or something. And then Duggan calmly walks out. You notice that? Yeah. Like he didn't, he took his time getting out there. And you can hear the yo's <laughs> as he comes out.
0: And you can hear the yo's.
2: So Duggan clears the ring and Vince is like, ah, in your face, slaughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Vince is like,
0: yeah,
3: he got him, like doing the like nudgy nudge, yeah. but like, you know, like Verbal nudge. Verbal nudge
2: oh, God. To, to, to Duggan there. There's nothing worse than Vince doing a verbal nudge. Yeah. <laughs> uh no match on that one. Gene is backstage with Boss Man Hat Edition. Speaking I of hate, boss man. Hat, I hate that. All kinds of people wearing hats today.
3: Yeah, but I especially don't like it on the boss man because that? again, it's just trying to convey him as a cop which like we talked about
2: earlier he isn't a fucking (laughs) cop stop it (laughs) just
3: stop it not even like a cop here that hat conveys like he's a sheriff or something that's like
2: a sheriff hat because it's got like the badge of a sheriff and all that exactly
3: but again that's still a cop it is it's still a cop yes it's still law enforcement right corrections officer is not law enforcement it's like a prison guard watches the prison wwf Do you fucking hear me over the airwaves here? He's not a cop. He's not a cop. He's not a cop. Not a cop. Stop it.
2: Some might argue that the WWF can be like a prison at times. Shut up. So Bobby made fun of Bossman's mom, and that's his big problem there. And we get <laughs> Mr. Perfect without Bobby versus the big <laughs> Bossman. And then we randomly cut to Vincent Roddy. And by the way, it's Piper in, like, his maestro shirt. He's maestro wearing Ugh. a skirt. Conducting a bunch of crap on commentary, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. This is a very hokey episode yeah, between very. the turkey and people wearing hats and Piper eating turkey. It's a lot. going of- on? Bossman makes his way out, and the arena is noticeably darker. Yeah. By the way, to, to probably to cover the empty seats. Well, actually, I think that's because this was the dark match portion and they
3: ripped <laughs> this match because they were like, we need something, something yeah. Because I don't know why we put that slaughter bullshit on yeah, here. What the hell? Like they should have just put the next match on.
2: Right. Joey Morel is the ref, perfect with a slap to start. They play tag on the outside, running after each other. Bossman Tech's perfect. He's it. Back in, in the big clothesline with a big bosom man. And you said, Quinn, good thing this is on NBC because most kids the day after Thanksgiving are probably at grandma's house right. and grandma doesn't have cable. Yeah, grandma doesn't have cable. I mean, this is a great opportunity
3: to watch the wrestling, Yes, even though you don't have the cable, and he, especially being at grandma's house on the old, you know, like Emerson TV that's probably in like a fucking cabinet.
2: Now, when did your your grandma had cable, though, I would imagine, right? I think they did. I, yeah, so did mine. I remember them having cable. But most people's grandmas didn't, probably, yeah, but in 1990. My, my grandparents were more, like, Progressive. into the tech of yeah. the 80s and 90s. Well, didn't your grandfather, like, invent 911 or something? Yeah, I think so. Like- <laughs>
3: In in the township he was yeah in. that he, he lived like, in implemented it or something <laughs> it's real it's real like, yeah. I'm not
2: making that up yeah. folks uh, boss man drags perfect around by his hair I guess this is a divas match now and Vince says talk about the cranberry sauce oh shut <laughs> up <Boss> Vince <laughs> is really bothering me he's re- <laughs> they're he's bad. just being shitty they're like, really bad
3: and they have nothing to present yes. here like <laughs> you're on prime time like what the fuck is
2: this I don't know
3: this is this sucks <laughs> it's really...
2: It's terrible. <laughs> False Ben heads up, but like crappily misses a splash. Ugh. And then perfect with a big kick to the rib area. Piper says the punt is good. Piper's unacceptable <laughs> in this episode.
3: You know what sucks is like, I love this period of time Me so too. much, but this is this garbage. Is bad. Like, this
2: is a terrible episode. And we're more forgiving to crappy WWF than a lot of other people. And this is bad. We were like bored. Yeah, like, it's not good. Yeah. Punches, you know these matches stink. Perfect removes a turnbuckle pad. Bossman blocks. Perfect's attempt to throw him into it and reverses. Throws perfect into it. Joey Morella even looks bored as Bobby finally makes his way out. Thank God. I know. After Perfect rams Bossman's back into the exposed buckle. Perfect plex attempt is countered by a large package or a fat package yeah, for fat two. Package. Get it right, Joe. <laughs> and a slugfest is won by Perfect after an eye poke. Now it's a three Stooges routine around here. <laughs>
0: No, oh, 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 Mo, Mo, I can't see.
2: No boy. He gets the perfect plex for two that no one's ever kicked out of except for like six people. You know, everyone always kicks out of the perfect plex. Yeah, but in 1990, that was like rare
3: to well, kick yeah, out of Warrior, perfect
2: Warrior, I think Tornado kicked out of Probably it. I the Huckster. Hogan, yeah, a lot of people yeah. did. Bobby slaps uh, Bossman in the face and runs away. Bossman chases him halfway, but heads to the back as backstage, we see Bobby doing a Chevy Chase pratfall. Like, yeah, he does like it. They actually just clip <laughs> yeah. only to that. Like, like they clipping
3: around, they 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 intentionally just go to the back for like three seconds just so we can see
2: Bobby do his pratfall, and then it just clips back. <laughs> yep, like it's awesome. But Bossman doesn't make it back to the ring. Time Perfect wins by countout, and now Mean Gene is with Bobby, who like storms in. He's all nervous and uptight on the, pr- on the pre-tape. <laughs> yeah, on the pre-tape about Bossman. He hasn't done anything wrong. He says, and the few off-color remarks he's made, well, he's apologized for him. And he gets on his knees and he begs Mean Gene to please talk to Jack Tunney for him. And I bet Tunney. Ten- would say, never fucking again should you make fun of his mother. I have to say here, I have weird mixed feelings
3: on this whole thing. Go ahead. It's not good to make fun of somebody's mother. It's not polite, no. It's not polite. However, it doesn't mean that you have the right to, like, handcuff someone to a a thing that doesn't move, like a ring post or something, and beat the shit out of them with a nightstick.
2: Well, your lordship, he's
3: reading him his rights. All I'm saying is is that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Yeah, bossman should have just made fun of Bobby's mom. I and mean, it just goes again to convey that the boss man is not a fucking cop because he doesn't even understand like what he should be doing. <laughs> he's just he's being a corrupt prison guard.
2: Yeah. That's literally what he's doing. Because being. he made fun of his mom. That's to, it. To be fair, he was always a corrupt prison guard. Now he just like decided that he doesn't like mean people. I don't understand what happened. He doesn't like people who make <laughs> yo mama jokes. Like <laughs> That's so lame. It is pretty. Like lame. everyone makes your mama <laughs> jokes,
3: <laughs> especially in 1990. Yeah, it's like the it's like the era of your mama's so fat she sits around the house yeah, kind of bullshit. Your mama's like that. so fat
2: she has her own zip code.
3: Right, that kind of thing. She's
2: so fat she stepped on the scale. It said to be continued. Correct. Now, Quinn, we would never accuse Vince McMahon of being funny, right? No. Hence the blowaway diet with Buddy Rose. I hate this. It's so dumb. The premise here is that Buddy Rose is fat. Oh really? He eats a lot. Yeah. And what you do is you put the powder on and turn on a fan. It's also known as dealing coke in Tijuana. Buddy Rose is now down Quinn to two hundred and seventeen pounds because sure of this he diet. Is. He
3: looks like three hundred and seventeen pounds. Here. <laughs> and
2: if you want it, you can dial one five hundred Lardas. That on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was good. But this isn't funny. M- Misa and Vastercard. <laughs> Terrible. And they make
3: like logos for it. Come on. <laughs> you- this is so dumb you know vince wrote all of it all of it joe come on like it's so bad
2: it is it's really bad so now we get tito santana versus rick martell part 73 they called this we need to fill time (laughs) that that was that that was like the subtitle of this match (laughs) oh god the ongoing feud here martell attacks before the bell and i gotta say this is the purple trunks ponytailed version of Rick Mortel Quinn. hates this version of He him. sucks! This version of him sucks. And of course, it's still tr- Strike Force Tito Santana. Yeah, he, he's that way forever. Until he becomes a matador in like a year! <laughs> it's ridiculous. This feud, by the way, I gotta say, because I'm not talking about this damn match. It sucks. <laughs> but
3: please elaborate up, but... on the actual feud, because okay. it's insane that they're doing this in uh, November of 1990. It is.
2: So in... <laughs> march of 88 strike yes. force lost the tag titles of demolition they had a rematch a few months later on primetime wrestling it aired where martel got injured in reality he took some time off to take care of his wife fine but in storyline demolition injured right. him so tito's by himself blah 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 uh, martel comes back at the end of 88 i'm going to come back and i'm going to be a solo star but he's still a face he's a face okay. yeah tito's like arriba we're gonna do the strike of force Yep. And uh, they both so, talk like that. Yeah, that's how they talk. And exactly how they talk. Yeah. That's the best impression you've ever heard. Right. So they team up at WrestleMania 5 for some reason and they lose to the Brainbusters after Tito Santana is a loser. Yeah, well, they lose after Martel, like, leaves. He's a bitch, basically. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like, yeah. Martel's a bitch about it. But he, then He
3: does the, you know, the famous spot where, like, yeah. you pull away when yep. you're about to tag.
2: And he's like, Tito said that is a loser. Mr. Tito wants to ride my coattails.
3: That yeah. whole thing, right? And then he gets Slickster and all this shit. Yeah, and then he
2: becomes a model. And that was just, again, WrestleMania 5 was April of 89. Right. They have been back and forth having various matches at various unimportant times since yeah. then. We are now in November of 1990, and they're still fighting. Now, Joseph, yes, if I Michael. recall, this goes up to, like, 1993 or something <laughs> <laughs> like, so, Okay, like, insane amount of time. In but, a nice nod to Continuity. Yeah. They do go at each other in Royal Rumble 93. I don't know if Gorilla—Gorilla Gorilla might make mention of, like, yeah, oh, yeah, Of some, course he does. He always did. Yeah. You know, but yeah. that's, like, a nice little nod.
3: Yeah, but it's just insane because it's so, like— First of all, this feud is not important. Like, no, it's, it's, it's really not. Especially so not by now. The fact that they like for some reason never let it go is just
2: always bizarre. Yeah, I know. They just kept it. It Was like a fallback. It was like, well, yeah. we need to fill some time here. Right, I have Tito fight Rick. Right. It's certainly a match. And honestly, it's it, this is hard for me to believe. It's the same Rick Martel who looked motivated at yeah. WrestleMania six. Yeah, he looked like he was like I'm going to the upper mid card yeah. or something like. <laughs> Six months later, and he's just, like, doing this crap. And you said to me, they really picked the worst shit on this card to air.
3: Right. I mean, there's a thousand matches yeah. that they taped in this thing. But um, this, this yeah, did they, not they, need to be on primetime television. They, re- they really just, they, they didn't know what they were doing. No, not- I think that, like you said, that Rockers thing was supposed to be the thing. That was like the big hook, you know? And then obviously Warrior DiBiase would have happened, but... These were all like those just, kind of matches where they're like
2: to curfew or whatever. Yeah, exactly. TV
3: time remaining.
2: Now, uh, Richard Landel appreciate this. Not Mark Eaton is the ref, and that's... I didn't know about this I didn't confusingness. Either. I thought the ref, and you can see him at like Piper versus Brett at WrestleMania 8. For some reason, I thought that was Mark Eaton, because I knew Mark Eaton was a ref sometimes. I did too. It's not Mark Eaton. If you know who it is, let us know. But in the meantime, Martell wiggles around between punches. What is this? I don't know. Side backbreaker by Martell and another one. Martell heads up, but Tito crotches him. Uh, Piper chimes in with, uh, no turkey for a week. Tito uh, Latinos up with fiery punches and a drop kick. And I say to you, he's getting the hot sauce ready for the flying burrito. <laughs> Martell reverses a figure four into a small package for two and then hits the Boston Crab for the win. Quinn, you didn't understand. Why the sudden D push of Tito after 89? The more I look at the situation, Joe, the more I say, I want to look at a few factors
3: here. First of all, he's over as fuck. Like everyone's cheering him. Like you see people up and down as music hits like, oh, this is great. Right. Yep. Second of all, he's in good shape. It's not like he like let himself go or anything. That's true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He looks good.
3: Third. He's there he's every day. He's a very day. good wrestler. He's, he's a good wrestler. But I'm. The, the, I wanted the third point is he's there all the time. He is like he, It's not like he's like semi retired or right. anything. He's like on every taping, yep. on every house show. Yep, absolutely. And, and fourth, he's a great wrestler. He is what the. F- fuck was like stopping
2: them there's like literally no point to me i'm it just confuses the shit out of me i totally understand here uh backstage mean Jean is with jake roberts gibson here and uh <laughs> we we recap the eye fiasco and jake's cosby sweater that he had on on the brother love show jake uh you know the big climax of the promo coin is jake takes off his sunglasses and shows his uh, his white eye spook <laughs> <laughs> back to vince here on the maestro to recap Savage running in. Maybe Donnie requested that. Yeah,
3: why Why are we recapping
2: (laughs) that? I thought the show was over. They already have
3: the recap of the Sherry thing, which they recap like 47 (laughs) times (laughs) before WrestleMania 7 anyway.
2: But wait, there's more. Sean Mooney is now with a very despondent Ultimate Warrior as he talks to Savage via the championship belt. Yeah. He says like in his belt is his muscle tissue or something. I don't know. It's (laughs) the (laughs) Ultimate Warrior. He also looks like the lead singer for Rat. Yeah, I
3: say it's like Kiss without the makeup on. Yeah, like that
2: just mid-80s metal that weird era. Bottom line is, warriors upset, and Vincent and Roddy get the hell off the green screen, and we get a gobble gobble to send us home. So that was the main event for the accidental main event, <laughs> right? Not supposed to be the no. main event. So overall, before we go home here, what did you think of this main event? Was it, I, I would categorize it as very boring, I would underwhelming, say it sucked. Yeah, yeah. Best part was Randy Savage, right? And Bobby Heenan's pratfall. And Sherry with the hat. Yeah, and <laughs> Sherry with the hat. Well, Quinn, this has been a very exciting episode number 79
3: 79
2: and folks next week you know what that means it means we'll be back for episode number 80 but until then be sure to join us on twitter at OVP Podcast. you can read us by email at ovppodcast at gmail.com and if you haven't yet joined the group you can also leave us a review on iTunes donate if you want on Patreon and until next time I am Joe Marotta. this is Michael Quinn we'll be back next week for episode number 80 have a good one see ya
0: tried and tried and tried but no matter what you still can't lose weight but change is in the air it's the playboy buddy rose blow away diet plan and it makes losing weight a breeze here's how it works Unlike other diet plans that restrict your caloric intake, the blow-away diet lets you eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Forget about strenuous exercise. Say goodbye to messy diet drinks. And never count another calorie. Because with blow-away, you simply shake on the patented blow-away powder, sit in front of an ordinary household fan, and blow, blow, blow the weight away. Want an extra piece of cake? Go ahead! Thinking about that extra pat of butter? No problem! Because with Blow Away, you blow away unwanted fat just like that! Blow away your way to a tighter tummy. Blow away your way to thinner thighs. And blow away your way to a firmer fanny in seconds with factory-formulated blow-away. This was Playboy Buddy Rose before. But with Blow Away, he lost this much ugly fat. Now he's a slim-trim 217 pounds. Will you Stop, 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 stop?